Welcome to Harley Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode this Monday night with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. I'm happy to be here, man. I uh, I just moved, so I'm settled. I'm living like five minutes away from the studio. Yes. I didn't realize how stressed I was coming to the studio after a 40-minute drive every every night. You got to be, yeah, man. so I'm feeling loose, man. Welcome, welcome. Because your boy been five minutes. I've been dedicated <laughs> to y'all living right here in the neighborhood so we can get y'all this good content. Happy Sunday, Monday. Monday, Wednesday night. And tonight, we doing it again because we got a very, very exciting episode tonight we brought a young lady in here all the way from the midwest is that because the midwest i'm in the south i'm in dallas now Wait, but you're like in the middle like you know what i'm saying oh is dallas considered the south technically texas is its own country it okay. is Texas okay. is its own okay. like little thing yeah yeah it I, is i like dallas though. dallas is cool yeah big shout out to dallas because actually tonight you know, dallas is one of our top five cities it so is. we get a lot of love out of dallas yeah your folks gonna be up in here and tonight y'all listen i want you to understand what's about to happen tonight we're gonna teach the unchurched women of faith how to date and i know oh. y'all probably don't know what that mean but we're gonna get into it tonight and we're doing it with the love coach Taurus sense welcome to hardly initiated how you feeling i'm feeling refreshed i'm feeling extremely excited and yeah. i'm feeling confident too yeah. confident that's yeah. good you gotta feel confident yeah chest out because listen the ladies they're gonna be looking forward to this game yeah and i want to let y'all know i saw when i saw that you know Torah focused on again unchurched women of faith i was instantly interested i told her that when i saw that and we're going to get into what that means in just a bit. So for those of you who's leaning in and y'all curious, stay curious. But let me tell the people what we got coming real quick before we get into it. So big news, guys. I told y'all it's a holiday season. So we're on a holiday schedule. So no episodes Christmas Eve the 24th. No episodes on Christmas the 25th. And no episode on New Year's Eve, December 31st. But we do want to make it up to you because we you know, want to make sure we take care of y'all, especially during the holidays. because. It can be tricky sometimes getting up with family. Yeah. And this is the thing about the initiatives. We're addressing all people that, you know, we got something to say. Say So we got a special episode dropping that Thursday at 12 p.m. So December 28th at 12 p.m. So y'all definitely want to tune into that because we got a very special guest that everybody have been asking for, especially the initiatives. Now, check this out as well. The live episodes three times a week, Sunday at five, Monday and Wednesday at eight. And we're going to come back because our first live episode was this past Sunday. People was kind of tripping on that one too. They're like, oh, this is live, live. It's live. It's really live. And we're coming back live on Sundays on January 7th, right after the holiday season is over. So remember that, guys. Yep, yep. And uh, this is just amazing. We actually got a few special people that I want to holler at. And yeah. these are the people's four of them. Four of them that's been rocking with us from day one mm. officially received their HI green badges. That green badge. Yeah. Hey, man, you better put a horn on up, that, Lana. What's up, up with you, man? Because that green badge, the only way you can get it is if you've been rocking with us in the family and initiate for six months. So check it out. I don't know what it's coming from. I don't even know what has happened. This, hold on, wait. As a matter of fact, Hold on. We got we got double sound. Let us get the, let, yeah. let us get it right, family. There we go. We got it right, family. We got, we got right. it right. So that was Tyshawn's fault. So check this out. It's crazy because shout out to y'all for rolling with us and rocking with us. 
that long. We appreciate you. We love you. And it's a couple of y'all. We see y'all. Y'all been in there for five. Y'all green badges is coming soon. But uh, yeah, that's about how long the membership been here. So big shout out. Yeah, to this y'all. is big. Shout out to those people. Lano, make sure you pull that up. And this is the thing, guys. As a special celebration, and this is just for all of the people that love us and future initiates. We actually want to do something very special. So we actually getting ready to drop five bottles on y'all. Five bottles, yeah. So I'm getting ready to gift out five memberships. You could, oh wait, you about to drop it now? I'm about to drop five memberships drop right, right now. now. Yo, oh! <laughs> that's lit. That's lit. Keep in mind, guys, we only keep it open to the general public. This is all our viewers, all our audience on Facebook, Instagram now. We're live on Instagram now and YouTube for the first 30 minutes. After that, we shut it down for the members only. Shout out to the initiates. But as a special gift, because we love to do special things for anybody who supports us, I just dropped five memberships in the chat. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going crazy. Absolutely, man. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, so happy to see you guys. I see people already in the chat saying, I love Tor. Sent. You got your people here. Matter of fact, if you already know Tor, drop a me in the chat. If you're watching the replay, put it in the comments right now. So for those of you who already know this sister, y'all know how she gets down and what she does. And if you don't, we are about to find out. As a matter of fact, let's get to it. So Tora, you help unchurched women of faith with dating. So first off, can we talk about what that is first? What would you consider to be an unchurched woman of faith? So before I get into the unchurched part, I want to clarify women of faith because there's when people hear that they often think of like one view of like Christian. Yeah. When I talk about women of faith, it's a woman who is committed to uh, belief systems that is tied to uh, religious practice or spiritual practice. And she could be Christian. She could be Muslim, right? Yeah. Um, she could be Hebrew Israelite. That's the tenets of her faith. And that's what she uh, subscribes to. Yeah. When I talk about unchurched, it means that this particular woman has divested from restrictive, harmful, um, super misogynistic rules and regulations that have pretty much constrained who she is as a woman. Mm. Okay. So, so, so let's get into it a bit. So when you talk about, first of all, that's an interesting niche. Yeah. When you talk about unchurched women of faith, did you just find yourself, you know, in particularly, you know, you know, these women coming to you asking for help? How did you fall into this place of work? So at first it was simply women of faith, right? I'm like, oh, I'm a woman of faith. Let's do this. Let me help you. And then as I started, um, like really showing who I was as a woman that did not align with what mainstream religion was teaching people were like hold on this is what you believe or you don't believe this um, i'm like no like this is not a box a religious box you can put me in and my beliefs change regularly year after year there's no denomination that you can put me in at this point okay. and so when i started doing that i started noticing the women coming in hey torah like i really appreciate my faith love my faith but there's some things that i struggle with and it's something that i'm not in alignment with but i don't want to throw out at the same time yeah. and I want to be able to reconcile my faith with the truth and it not be muddled of created in the box that they want to be in so let me ask you this when it comes to dating in particular this is the part of, you know that really helping you know, women in this part of their lives so when we're talking about an 
women of faith. What are some things that she would typically struggle with, particularly in her dating? Um, number one, this woman particularly, she might outsource her power from external places. For example, she has been conditioned to get her religion with God outside of herself, like her personal relationship with the Most High. She decides that, oh, the pastor needs to tell me what to do. It's, um, it's the people at church, it's family, it's friends, and they need to tell me what, how I'm supposed to serve my God versus creating a personal relationship with herself and how that leads into dating is that instead of trying to figure out what it's like using her power to create the dating experiences that she desires, what happens is she likes to outsource it to everybody else. What do you think? The pastor telling her how to date. What do you think? Friends and family, what do you think? And they are the determinant and she look, she's looking for rules and regulations because all of her life she has been told the rules that you have to follow. This is what you're supposed to be doing in order for you to succeed at this. Tap into who she is as a woman at that point in her design. So hold on. I think I think we might need to I because I, I want the people to catch this, and I think that we might be getting some audio issues. Okay. So if the audio is not as clear as we need it to be, I need y'all to put no in the chat. If y'all having some audio issues, if the audio is bad, put a no. Put a no in the chat, even though they should. Yes, the audio bad, and, you know. but I want to see if they can hear me. See, I, this is a test. This is a test. <laughs> yeah, it says the audio is off, so I mean, it could be an issue with like the stream and adding to the, the yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. Too. We tried to add to Instagram here. We, we might just need to kick that off, Delano. So let's let's just remove that joint. Yeah, kick off all, time. kick off all the streams. I'm sorry, guys. We got to let you go. Facebook and Instagram. We yeah, gotta, we got to hold it down. Everybody's right. struggling right here. Everybody's struggling. The nose came to heavy, so just move those out. Y'all let me know. If it comes back in, I want y'all to say yes. When y'all can hear me, I want y'all to drop a yes in the chat for the people that can hear me when it starts coming through clear because I need y'all to hear this game. I cannot have this happen here and this thing not be clear for the family. Okay. Tor, let me get a mic check. Let me hear you. Check um, one, two, one, two. Check. Check two. I'm three, looking at Tyson like he's going to tell just, me here. Of course say, he can say, hear. say your ABCs a little a, bit for the people. B, C, D, E. F G uh-huh. H I J K. Come on now. L-M-N-O-P. Can y'all hear Tornado? She's singing this thing for y'all. Okay. Okay. Yes, they said it's much better now. Let's get it. Give me a round of applause now. Way to stick with this family. And shout out to Tor for just being ready. Just being ready. Gotta stay ready. All right. So check it out. Here we go. They said that's the perfect mic check. That's how we checking the mic from now on. All right. Okay. If my person, if my guest can't sing on the mic, it ain't happening. All right. So let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it because let's go back into a family because I don't want y'all to miss this. I asked Tor, what in particular are some of the things that, you know, unchurched, unchurched women of faith might struggle with? And I want to go into that a bit. Okay. So one of the first things that they struggle with is outsourcing power outside of themselves to create because they have been conditioned to believe in uh, the God outside of themselves, not recognizing that God lives within. Um, and so the pastor is telling them, so they're, they're, they're outsourcing it to the pastor and they're outsourcing it to the church family or to their family and their friends as to what they can create in their life. And what happens is when they get into dating, instead of creating for themselves, they look externally, who's going to give me the rules? 
who's going to tell me what to do? Mm. Who's going to tell me how to date? Is, is, is it the pastor? Is it my friends? Is it the church? Is it like, who is going to tell me what to do as a woman to get what I need to get the man that I desire and the dating relationship that I desire. And then when the conditioning of good girl, it's like, Oh, if I'm a good girl and I just focus on what I need to focus on, God is going to send me a man. And that's all I need to do. Mm. But what happens is the good girl conditioning causes us to start to perform in people, please. And if these, if I'm approved of, if men approve of me, I need to perform and act in a certain way. So men like me so that they say that I am a good woman so that they say I'm wifey. So I got to taper my feelings. I got to taper how I interact with them. I can't rock the boat. I can't really speak my mind. I simply have to act in a way that they approve of. And then they'll choose me finally. So I'm, I'm curious because, you know, the good girl, I mean, I'm thinking that's what I want. I want me a good girl, but it sounds like, you describing a good girl as this passive people pleaser, people, people pleaser. pleaser person. Okay. Who She's is now inauthentic in, in who she is. And most of us are. Most of us are. And what that does is it puts a, a wall from us being able to connect with men because you guys are going to connect with us based upon who we are. Right. And if we're not really sharing exactly who we are because we're so concerned, what does he think of me? Does he like what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not going to text that. He might think I'm desperate. Or oh, I'm not going to say that because he might think something is wrong with me or not agree and he might get upset with it. Then you really never get to experience who I am. And if you can't experience who I am, you can't feel who I am. And if you can't feel who I am, you can't connect with who I am. And mm. there is no way for us to build true intimacy in a relationship. It's a mask. So there's no connection there. You know, I agree with that, too, because I, I've had an experience where I was uh, dealing with a young lady in the past and, you know, it was just a really bad week for me. So it was a couple of things I did. Like, for example, I was supposed to, I knew I should have followed up before we went out, of, you know, the day or so. I didn't do that. Then I ended up showing up late to something we had planned. And both times her response was just like really like forgiving. And I just remember thinking, I know I'm fucking up. <laughs> like, it's just no way you just that patient and i end up having to communicate to her like i didn't think she was being herself not that i want somebody to correct me and be telling me what i need to be doing but we know i knew something you know i had a lot going on and i wasn't performing as i should as a respectable gentleman should but she wasn't expressive and after i told her that she basically communicated like well you know i was nervous and I didn't want you to think X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, it's kind of, you know, at that point for me, it was kind of too late. <laughs> because now I'm worried in the back of my mind, is this person going to be authentic? Or is she just putting on because of how she thinks I'm going to respond to it? And that's, I think, where the word performative yeah. comes into it. When women are performing and they're not necessarily being comfortable in their authentic selves. Yeah. And this is something that an uh, 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 unchurched woman of faith might struggle with women okay. of faith in general mm. women of faith in general in general unchurched women are like trying to figure a way out of it and unchurched in particular what does the unchurched mean so we can get understanding mm -hmm. to the difference between a woman of faith and an unchurched woman of faith yeah so a woman of faith she is a woman that has a belief system and a code that is um committed to uh, religious or spiritual practice right her, her belief system and it guides her actions and her choices in the world 
um, an unchurched woman of faith, she this is what she subscribed to. But at the same time, she realizes there's some harmful messages that have been mixed in. There are some untruths. There have been some man-made restrictive traditions. There have been some misogyny dripped in there as well. And it has tainted the, the connection she's supposed to have with God and created like this block because of all of this constraining and restriction and, and untruths. So, Real- she's, so she's struggling with her, leaning deeply into or leaning deeply into the faith as it is because of those things is what you're saying. Yeah. So she doesn't want to run away from it. She doesn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but she understands that she has this plate and this doo-doo there in the the plate. She wants to kind of like figure out how to get the plate without the doo-doo there. That's interesting. Hell of an analogy, by the way, but go ahead. No, I just want to get some clarity and shout out to VJ for sending over the super chat. Shout out to only one Kenny for sending over the super chat, showing some love as well. But Kelly Green Rivers, she asked a question. I think it's just for clarity, right? Is there a difference between unchurched and spiritual? No, it, they can be one in the same. Okay. They can be one in the same. Um, people tend to like to use spiritual to uh, make the delineation that I don't subscribe to a particular religion. I'm not a part of an organization. I'm not a part of a denomination. Yeah. Okay. So they don't Makes use sense. religion, but when we use religion, you kind of think of like a denomination or organization organized religion gotcha that makes a lot of sense so let's actually talk about this somebody yo y'all are funny here somebody said hello tyshawn aka casanova and hey ryan aka pepe Paco. <laughs> <laughs> hey shout out to tw giving a love offering out here much love to you shout and, out to tw and I, I so i want to ask here by the way because what are some so just so we can get a, a better understanding and, and a continued understanding because this is a new phrase to a lot of us, including myself. What are some other things that this you know that uh, this type of person might struggle with, especially as it relates to their dating lives? Yeah, because of um, because of the good girl syndrome, it leads to a lack of authenticity. There is a mask often that these women put on because they have been taught from a young age that. You get hand claps and hallelujahs for doing things that people want you to do. People pat you on the back and they show you love and adoration when you do what they want you to do. And especially in church, when a girl in church, she does what she's supposed to do in her religion. Everyone is praising her. Right. But as soon as she has a different thought process, a different belief system, something that goes against the grain, something that's not in alignment with everyone believes, then it's a lot of judgment. It's a lot of criticism that comes along with that. And so when it comes to dating, she has learned to put on a mask and she has learned to perform. And so she isn't expressing her disappointment. Mm. She isn't expressing her fear. She isn't sharing her desires and expressing her desires. Um, And so the lack of authenticity, again, it, a man may not be able to explain it, but it feels unsafe in his body. And so he will often, he might think you are beauty and brains and he pursue you. But once he understands that he is not feeling safe in his body anymore, he'll pull away. It's like, you're logically, you're a good woman, Mm. but I'm not the one or it's just not making sense to me because he can feel in his body is unsafe. That makes sense. And I want to make sure we get even more clarity because it seems and I'm just thinking in my mind, it seems like it might be a, a fine line between establishing a, an initial first impression, like a good first impression, 
versus being performative. So how would you detail the difference between somebody who just wants to present themselves in a way um, that is favorable to them and makes them look good without just being completely inauthentic? For example, well, here's the thing. People should present themselves how they really are. Okay. That's that's just number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you like dress a certain way and that's how you like to dress and you have piercings and like this is not the time for you to cover up your tattoos and cover up your piercings mm. and wear heels if you don't like heels and come to the date, try to put your best foot forward. That's not your best foot forward. Right. It's not the time to now all of a sudden I'm going to use different language and big words. And that's not the time to do that. Like you should always be coming with like who you are. The problem is people want to come to be perceived a certain way so that they're liked, but they can't keep that up over time. So authenticity should be like at the very beginning. That does not mean you need to tell all your business. Go back to childhood trauma. It simply means that you need to present yourself as yourself. So it's interesting because what I what I want to know here too, this is something we talked about prior to the show. And for people that it looks like some people are um, uh, a bit confused. We're actually about to be talking about dating specifically uh, for what here that Taurus sense has defined as an unchurched woman, um, an unchurched woman of faith in particular. And check this out. You said something that was so interesting to me because you said that another thing that can happen uh, with this particular woman is that similarly how men can objectify women for sex women can actually also objectify men but in a different way correct could you give us some detail behind that because that to me i've, I've never heard that perspective yeah um so the way women objectify men women of faith specifically is like we've been conditioned to all right you're going to make God is going to give you a husband. You're going to get married. And so we're always looking for the opportunity to spot the man who is going to be our man, the man that is going to be our husband. We are unavailable to be approached or have conversation or to create conversation or be interested in a man unless he can fit the box of can he be my, like he can be my man. Mm. And when we are in connection with the man and we have interactions with the man we're romantically interested we're always thinking about the next phone call we're always thinking about the next date we're always thinking about is he going to move me into a relationship but we're not really interested in who he is as a man what excites him we're not interested in like what has been his highlights of the week we have not been interested in what keeps him up at night and how he defines success and what has been the obstacles of this month and how he's overcome them. Like we're just really not concerned with like who he is and his character outside of is it, it am I able to check off the boxes of him being my man? And mm. are we going to move into a relationship? Mm. And if you're not willing to be in a relationship, I don't need to care about any of those things. They're, they're not important. And so what happens is we skip, we skip the connection piece to check off boxes. But the same way women feel slimy when men are only interested in taking us out on dates and texting us and talking to us simply for the purpose of sex, like we can feel that. We can feel in the language and the conversation and how he's moving. That the only reason why we're here right now is because he is looking for sex at the forefront of his mind. Well, men feel this similar, <clears throat> a little slimy. Oh, yeah. Because you sure. can feel like she's pushing up on me. She's beautiful. She's smart. 
but she doesn't really care how I think. Mm. She doesn't care about who I am as a man and what makes me tick and why I make the decisions that I make and what are my core values and what are my convictions. She's really only interested in, are we going to be an item? And that feels slimy. So. Wow. So a lot of times, and yes, women in faith, women of faith, they particularly struggle with that. Is it because they're so focused on being married that that causes them to lose presence with a man in that interaction? Is that what it is? Have you found out why they tend to have that issue? They tend to have it because they've been conditioned that this is the way to go. Marriage is the way to go. And you shouldn't really, we don't, in, in the church, there's not encouragement of really romance between singles. Sure, we have the, the whack-ass, you know, single ministry stuff where it's 95% women. Yeah, right? a lot of men. <laughs> sure, women we have that, but there, there's not yeah. this really encouragement of how you, how to interact with the man and simply connect. Mm. Everything is positioned as in, you're, you're, you were born to be a wife. You came from Adam's rib and you were a wife before someone proposes. So act like a wife and learn recipes and, and keep your house clean and learn all of these wifely traits mm -hmm. so that a man can choose you one day. And that's your validation that you grow up within the church. And you're really excited about that. And you feel a lot of pressure when you're in your thirties or your forties and they ha that hasn't happened for you. And so it starts to feel like anxiety for the women, like, okay, is he going to be the one so that I can get the validation that I need? Mm. Is he going to be the one so I can finally have this relationship and this marriage and so that I can finally escape these feelings of anxiousness, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that I can feel confident in who I am as a woman so I can go to family events and no one's asking why am I still single? So I can network at the corporate party and no one's asking me, where's my plus one? Mm. They really want to escape from that. And the escapism is what causes us to want to laser in on men and objectify them. So they don't know that they're doing it. It's not intentional. So they're focused on the next step of the process. They're focused on, you know, where we're going next. You know, am I going to get a proposal? you know, all those future things instead of necessarily focusing on the present is what you're saying and right. really connecting with the man. There's no way to uh, connect if you're not present. There's absolutely no way. As long as you are in the future or focused on the past, there's no way you can sit and connect with the man, which is preventing them from actually getting married because the connection comes first. As long as we're fo focusing on the end goal, we do not connect. But, okay. So, and what's the benefit of that true connection? intimacy okay trust okay right we when you connect there is that level of trust and intimacy built which allows a man to be like oh yeah i want to get to know her more i'm feeling into her i'm trusting her more um and we're having more intimate moments that have me believe this is a safe choice does it help you because if you date somebody and let's say you know you're a woman who you're not trying to attempt to objectify the man for marriage, but you are trying to go about this path of true connection. Does that help you a bit with your discernment and figuring out if this actually is the right person or not? Absolutely. Because okay. when you're looking to connect, there's not an agenda. I'm not connecting with you to make you my man or to see if we're going to make progress. I'm connecting with you because 
I want to like, I really want to know who you are, like the deep parts of you, the shallow parts of you, what makes you tick. I'm concerned about who you are as a man first. So it sets the stage of now I'm, a, I'm not blinded by trying to reach a goal at this point. I can see what's in front of me because I am present and my attention is right here in the present. If I'm looking in the future or the past, I can't keep my attention on you mm. as a man. I'm blindsided. And so that's why I, it's easy for me to get fooled or caught up and infatuated because my attention is in the future or the past and not right here with the man. Mm. So miss things. Those are some of the biggest problems that you typically see um, these unchurched women of faith. Those are some of the biggest problems that you typically see that they have. Yeah. Wow. I want I want to is it cool cuz I, I want to get some some insight into how that might look like some signs of a woman that might be objectifying a man. Oh yeah. I think it's pretty clear. I think if it, if as a man is it was I mean it's pretty clear to me certain questions that she'll ask and you know it'll just be topical questions like have you been on any trips this year? And I say yes. It's like okay cool. I don't care where you've been but check he goes on trips, you know. Right. <laughs> hey, what'd you do for Christmas? Okay cool. He with his family cool check, you know. And there's nothing deeper than that. But I want to ask you this how does it look? Because, you know, the homies, I'm assuming, the homegirls is looking out for each other. So if one young lady is dealing with her friend, right, and she is maybe looking for signs of if this is a healthy direction she's moving into with a guy, what are some things as a homegirl that might let you know that one of your friends is objectifying a man versus actually trying to seek that true connection. Is she already in a relationship or is this like just in just general? dating, just dating. Yeah, yeah. So this obsession with being approached is one of the ways that we objectify men. Mm. So what we do is we go outside and we get dolled up and we get all pretty and then we go outside and we're like, okay, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to meet some men. I got a list. I downloaded from the dating girl who told me where to meet some high quality, high value men. And we, we hop in there. We're like, I need to be approached. Who's going to approach me today? Men don't approach anymore. Right. Mm. Versus who do I want to connect with today? What kind of conversations do I want to spark? Who seems interesting that I want to have a chat with and like ask some questions about what's going on at the event. So we no longer see men as humans. We see them as a, mean, a means to an end of I need you to approach me so that I can move closer to my goal versus I simply want to go outside and connect as a woman. Beautiful, of course. But my whole goal here is to simply connect with men as a human being. And he doesn't need to see me across the room and be like, excuse me, miss. What's your name? Right, like it doesn't right. have to be any of that. It's simple like. I think he's interesting. I'd like to start a conversation. I'd like to give a compliment. I'd, I'd like to just say something. Um, so that's one of the ways. That sounds very similar to when guys are like, how many phone numbers did you get? Yeah. It's kind of like, <clears throat> it's a competition almost. And it's, yeah, it's objectifying. You gamify the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. It's the gamify. Yeah. Instead of like, I just, look, I don't have to leave with no numbers tonight. I simply want to connect with humans. Yeah. Humans with penises, right? It's not different than me <laughs> connecting with the woman. That's what I just want to do. Yeah. Is to connect. And if something comes out, if a man is really enthralled with me and I can peep that he has his interest, then I'm going to let him know it's safe for him to pursue me. And mm -hmm. I'm open for that. You know, that's interesting because I think that's the same thing a lot of uh, guys, that because pretty much just humanize the situation. Yeah. Right? Like we're dealing with human beings Right. And, and it's because sometimes even guys can forget that as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, we go out, which oh my God, women. 
women, I gotta get some women. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get some how women. many, how many you gonna talk yeah. to? Women, yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and like when you kind of got that mindset, you're not just thinking like this is just a person. Like just start a conversation, y'all about just start talking to them. Like it's it's a human being here. And then when you do that, your energy is even a little bit different. Yeah. And you know, your people can feel that, you know, often like that authenticity no kind of flowing off of you. There's no agenda at that point. Yeah. We're gonna connect at first. And to empathize with women, like it's it's not y'all's fault. I completely understand why this is happening. And so we look at the the history, and we look at the history of like marriage and Women typically were used as props or property for political gain, for status, right? It wasn't, romance wasn't a thing until later on. Um, And men had complete control over a woman's political decisions. We just got the right to vote not too long ago, right? Was completely Mm -hmm. control over her body, over her financial decisions. She, She couldn't buy property. Well, that was in the 1960s where we couldn't buy property. And so there was this full responsibility that men were taking over the lives of women. And that's what they were deciding to do. And as women, that's something that we have internalized, what I call Stockholm Syndrome, where we think this is this type of leadership um, to where a man just takes responsibility for all of these things and where a man, um, and but now we have more choice than ever. We have more rights. We have the ability to choose a partner, not based upon simple, like, I need to survive as a woman. And if I don't get a husband, I won't survive. It's like, no, like we're able to choose now. But instead, we still have not taken the responsibility back. We still have not taken responsibility um, for our power as women. We still address men as this is how you need to show up as a man when you owned me when you felt entitled to my attention and my affection, when you felt entitled to my body. So you should still approach me that way. Mm. You should run up on me on the streets that way. That's what I'm expecting from you versus quality men understanding that they want an invite from you, an invitation to know that you are open and available for conversation and for pursuit. I don't own you. I want to know it's safe that I can come. But oftentimes we simply just want men to just see us being beautiful and just approach. So what, what, what does that look like? Like what the is invite? that? Yeah. What is the, okay. in, what is the invitation? Cause I, I, as a man, I know what an invitation to me looks yeah. like, but I want to know from you. <laughs> I'm a little thrown off by that. Ty, who knows what Ty got in mind? I already, I, listen, I, and I, and I can go after you, but I, I want to hear yours first. What does an invitation look like for a lady to invite a brother to come into her space? So one of the things that I have, well, practice, a uh, daily practice that I have my clients do, my ladies do, I call them the lover girls, is three minute a day, smile and wave. You're just interacting with the world. There's, there's no agenda. There's nothing attached to that. I'm really just interacting. Now, are there going, people might think, oh, well, I don't want men in general approaching me, just the men that I want. And that goes back to objectification. You need mm. to be a woman who is just open to creating that a ripple effect in the world of just um, contributing your essence, your spirit of the, with the smile and wave. This is not about pulling in just the men that you want. There will be men that you don't like approaching you and you understand that this is not the time to objectify this man. I, I want to know what your opinion is, whether I want to date you or not. 
Mm. I want to know what you value, whether I like you or not, because you are a man and a child of God and you matter and you mean something. And I'm not going to turn down my feminine essence just because I'm not attracted to you and I do not want a relationship with you. And so the smile and wave comes and the energy just flows. And then she realized the types of men that she wants are in the pipeline. But if you want the pipeline to flow, all the men have to be in the pipeline. You just have to have the boundaries for you to be able to tell men, hey, I'm unavailable for this. But I understand that the conversation that we can create is still valuable. Wow. So what, what about the woman who says, you know, a real man is going to come up and approach me? And I will look at her and say, who's approaching you? Mm. Damn. Mm. <laughs> like when they say that, it's always the ones that are not really being approached like that. Now, there are some women who get to the point where they're able to master the invitation, where a smile and a wave is not even needed. It's just like an energetic shift. Oh, you know, that's mm. true. No, that's true. It's just okay. a shift. Okay. But these women, don't, these women don't know it's the shift. And so they tell other women who are not as skilled. That it should just happen, not knowing that she's developed a skill set. Wow, that is so true. So, 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 some friends are unintendingly, if that's even a word, is that a word? But uh, they yeah. they're giving people the wrong counsel unintentionally. Unintentionally, <laughs> no, no, no. But see, no, no, no. I, because guys can do that too. Like guys who just naturally are very charismatic, they'll be like, and a dude that's struggling, they'll be like, bro, just be yourself, bro. <laughs> Bro, first of all, this man being himself ain't working. Right, right, uh, it, right. It, ain't, it ain't be yourself. Uh, this man need a strategy. Uh, he need, need a tactics. He need a plan uh, of action because himself ain't working. They say so, that's what the chads, the chads. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, no, so that's, that's a really good point, though, because I have noticed that, first of all, first, fellas, we already know, if a woman wave at you was game time. I mean, like, first of all, it look, is, it's nothing more clear. Don't even look at me in my face. Than a smile and a wave, you know, and see, Especially if a brother got his confidence together. Because, see, the more confident a man is, the less information he needs to assume that a woman wants him. The more Correct. assumptive he will be in general. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, wait. Wait, what she do? Oh, she walked 12 feet near me? Yeah, she choosing. She choosing. <laughs> <laughs> she wants What is oh, it? Yeah. She wants to Oh, be. yeah. She wants it. She wants it. But it's interesting right here. Because that's funny. The people in here talking about we need a poll. I'm I'm lost. I don't even know what they want to poll about. What's the poll, Monique? Let us know what the poll is. They talking about, yeah, Monique. Hey, Monique, hey, give us the poll. Uh, first, if I want to initiate to give us the poll, which I want. But it's interesting because me personally, I was going to say, I was going to say just first off, the smile, hands down. But just simply even, just simply for me, I just like eye contact. I find it hard that women just even struggle with eye contact nowadays. I think, and not even women, humans, yes, even men are struggling with eye contact. We so lost in our phones. We so lost just trying. And I think we're, we're becoming so disconnected just as a people that just eye contact can just generally feel uncomfortable for us. So we do whatever we can to distract ourselves from that. But that's just, that's what I like. My eye contact, eye contact to me is invitation and don't let you smile with the eye contact. Yeah. It's over with. Well, well, okay, so. Let's get some detail how the eye contact is supposed to look because I think sometimes people just literally think me staring at your face is the eye contact. So is there like a way that you should move the eyes or like a... I think then, then we're getting into performance. If oh. you're not embodying the energy, then me telling you how to move your eyes at this point is, is not where it's at. Okay. Which is why the easy... Like that's more of the subtle shift, which is why I have women practicing the smile and wave. Mm. Because if we get in... Those are kind of like... 
advanced things for the beginners. Yes. It's more of an embodiment at that point where you can actually look at someone and like capture them just with your look versus looking at them like, you know, you don't want to get nobody looking, right. you know, looking at them crazy and looking stuff like, like a that. creep or something. But the smile and wave is very easy for them to execute. They don't, it don't, it doesn't need to be like, okay, how do I figure out the, like the eye, like just smiling and, and just wave. Mm. Uh-huh. And that it, it just makes it very, very clear that I'm open for conversation and connection and yeah. Mm. So it's it's interesting because we also d- discussed that um it seems like when it comes to the unchurched women of faith there's a few things that they struggle with they don't necessarily just struggle with dating they can even struggle with their sexual lives mm-hmm. and the intimacy which uh, we actually got a special guest we're gonna be bringing up in just a few to talk about that but if you can just introduce that for us. Because I think there's there's some uniqueness there too. Because obviously, I think I think of dating, you know, as from contact all the way to, you know, I guess exclusivity for the lack of it, whatever the case is. But you know, sex and intimacy—that's a different part of our of our lives. So, what are some things that you know a woman might struggle? Why, why is that uh, typically an area of struggle? Because of religious conditioning. Um, we're told from a very, very early age and don't, you know, keep your legs closed and stay a virgin and keep your body low. Like do not have men, don't be fast. And these, these are not the same messages that are taught to men. And so if we know that we get in our approval from our virginity and from our ability to have low body count, then the desires that we have for sex and we tend to turn them off or we tend to despise them, or we tend to avoid them. And what happens as we get older, they shut down and we are disconnected from who we are as women. And we can't feel ourselves. Like I, like if you ask a woman like, hey, can you feel your coochie? Like she has to kind of figure it out. I mean, look at look up for a lot of women, like being able to be in her body and like feel that piece of her. And because of that, it creates a disconnect within herself and her ability to connect with the men that she's around. Mm. So this, the, so this, the thing though, I mean, because I definitely don't want to promote and tell my women have a high body count to figure out how the hell your body works. Mm. So what's, so, and you know what, this is what we're going to talk about here. As a matter of fact, probably good time to bring in what I want to do yeah. is we actually got a special guest coming up on here. We actually got Octavia here, a sexologist here that we bringing in here to introduce this. And Octavia actually, um, helps women in this very same situation. Octavia, welcome to Harley Initiator. How are you? Octavia, you on TV, girl. What's up? Can I see her? Wait, can can, can you hear me? I want to. Octavia, you got to unmute yourself. You got to unmute yourself. Hello. Hello. Just let me know if y'all can hear me. I'm turning y'all down and just make sure y'all can hear me. We sure can. Hey, O-E-V. Hey. Wait, can you hear us, Octavia? Uh-oh. Octavia, you struggling to hear us? Can y'all hear me? Delano, is there a button we could press over here to make sure she can hear us as well? Okay, so Octavia, okay, if you can hear me, I'm good. I can't yes. hear y'all, but I can hear you. You can wait. Can you? You cannot hear us. Oh no! Oh man, we having some sound issues today, y'all. Octavia, we got to figure this out because we cannot hear you for some strange reason. I'm not sure why. It might be something going on with your mic, but I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and pull you off backstage, and we're gonna try to figure this out up on until the uh, in the meantime. Okay. 
All right. So we got to figure that out here. We got Octavia backstage. I wanted to to, to, to work that out because Octavia is actually a sexologist because I wanted to go into that because it's an interesting concept because trust, trust me, I understand, understand that, you know, I want our ladies to be able to be in tune with themselves, to be able to be in tune with their bodies and to be able to, you know, enjoy sex because speaking to even Octavia before the show, it seemed like what Octavia was explaining is that uh, over time, there can be a disconnect that can develop uh, within, you know, women in their bodies. Because they're not told what to do. Because they're not told what to do. But I can't tell my ladies to go out here and start smashing the city to figure it not, out. That's not the answer. So if you can, because I'm going to need you to help Octavia out and kind of speak a bit on her behalf. What's the middle ground here? Because how can we figure out how to embrace ourselves in that way? The best way that you can explain it. Like, how can we embrace our, our sensuality, our sexuality, and learn how to be in tune with ourselves without being promiscuous? Many women aren't even taught how to look at their own bodies, how to view their, their own vagina and their breast and to really sit with themselves in the mirror and to just admire and desire their own bodies. Mm. We're not taught. It's kind of like a taboo thing for them to be able to do that or to be able to touch and to see what places on their bodies actually feel good. Mm. And then to be able to determine like, what are my sexual desires, whether I decide to have sex or not, like what excites me? What kind of desires light me up and how do I get my oxytocin without even needing sex? Like, how do I get my, my oxytocin, my, my, my dopamine? Like, how does that happen? How am I getting physical touch without it having to be sex? Mm. We're teaching them to shut things down, but not teaching them how to channel their sexual energy into creating something and to, for appreciation. Yeah. So it becomes like this, let me pray it away. Let me pray this desire away, God, because I don't want to be horny anymore. Mm. Instead of saying, oh, I am horny. And because I am horny, I'm going to work this week. I'm going to be focusing on making sure my oxytocin levels are higher. Like I'm going to get more hugs, get some two minute hugs. I'm going to make sure I get a massage in. Right. Mm. Versus just pray that stuff away. Hold on. Wait, I'm, I'm I actually, I think let's see if Octo uh, Octavia went ahead and worked this thing out here. I'm going to try to bring her back here to the stage. Octavia, did we fix the sound issue? So I was just trying to okay. I think I got it now. You can hear me. I can hear you. Let's do oh, it. Hey, OEV. What's up? Hey, beautiful. Hey, everyone. What's up? What's up? I was just about to send you an email real quick. So let me tell you, Octavia here is a, a sexologist. So we're gonna we I want to go ahead and bring an expert opinion into this joint here because we're having a conversation about sex and particularly the women here that we're describing here, the unchurched women of faith that we have been talking about. That's been the center of the conversation here. And we talked about how they can just generally have some struggles because they don't know. They almost feel like that uh, uh, that feeling, that natural feeling of uh, horniness, right? Might even be a bad word, might even be a bad feeling is um, what Tor was here telling us. And would you say she's right on path with the truth there? Of course, of course. Um, we don't really talk collectively in the church. I know you all are saying unchurched, but I want to say, too, that I include some of the church in there too, because some of my clients are actually church and then, you know, some are unchurched. So collectively the church and society for women just have not done 
the best job they could do when it comes to sex and sexuality with women. It's pretty much only what you should not do, what you better not do. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones we always hear is don't awaken love before it's time, even though that's not even talking about what everybody keeps saying it is. But what about the women, if we're going to use that, what about the women who awaken that love when they were teenagers? You know, they don't have the same struggles as those who are virgins. They don't have the same struggles as those who have been raped when they were young or molested. Some of these women's bodies are screaming out to be touched again because less quote unquote love was awakened before its time or love was awakened and it was forced, right? So we're doing the, the purity culture and we're doing the, you know, don't have sex before you're married. And the message is actually not an equal message because it's taught primarily to women and not to men. So I always ask the question, if we're telling women to wait until marriage, not saying I'm against that, I'm just saying if we're telling them that and we're not telling this collectively to men, who are these women waiting on? Mm. Who are they waiting on? Men who have been out here doing whatever they do. And these women have been waiting and struggling and whatnot. And then they're getting with men who are way more experienced because these women are out here in celibacy, right? And then, of course, there's those who struggle with celibacy as well. So, so I, I just don't think that teaching is equal. Real quick, because I, I before we get into any additional questions, I do want to give uh, the audience context. Because some people just been joining us, kind of been joining us throughout. So, Tor, real quick, could you uh, go back over the connection between being spiritual or just a woman of faith? and how that might negatively impact uh, the dating process and, and just intimacy and sex in general? So the conditioning of women in traditional mainstream religion um, conditions a woman to seek outside of herself to create what she desires. It causes her to perform because she wants to be seen as this good girl and people please instead of asking herself what she wants to create for herself. And then it causes a mask of inauthenticity for her to not be able to connect with men because she's not expressing who she truly is because she's so scared of being judged. Gotcha. Because I wanted to give the audience context on exactly what we're talking about before you get a little bit deeper into the intimacy aspect. Absolutely. Because now we're getting into the intimacy and how this now affects your intimate lives. Because the reality of it is, I don't necessarily want to promote a, a wide stream, you know, a promiscuous culture. And we talk about that for men and women, because typically it, it, it leads to, you know, broken homes it leads to having babies with people you don't like, all this type of resentment and pain built up in our communities, which we see so much of. So how would you say we can be able to have, you know, women be well connected with their sensuality, with their sexuality without being loose and promiscuous? How was how that? How can you achieve both of those? Well, I think one of the first things is just like I teach my ladies is. First of all, we need to embrace our sexuality. It's something that the Most High has given us. It is not something that is to be shunned, but oftentimes we have been taught that by all the, you better not get pregnant, you better not do this, you better not do that. And so we have not been taught, especially in our community, how to embrace our sexuality. And I think that's very important that it's not a bad thing. It's nothing wrong with embracing your sexuality. And embracing your sexuality is simply embracing your capacity for sexual feelings. All of us are not the same. Remember, I mean, I always tell this parable of there's three types of women, really. And it's probably more, but these are the, the three that I deal with the most is you have the virgin, right? 
you have the woman who may have been raped or molested as a child, and you have the woman that may have started having sex when she was young. Maybe um, a lot of my clients are like from single mother homes, right? And she had to work all these jobs. So she was left at home and lend her boyfriend in and all of that, right? Well, when they get to be adults, and let's say they become Christians and believers and women of faith, and now the church is given this same general message to all three of these women. But these three particular women came from three different backgrounds. The virgin is not going to struggle like the woman who's been molested or raped. The woman who's molested or raped may not struggle like the woman who had sex when she was 13 with her boyfriend that she was so in love with. But we're judging these women and generalize these women the same. And so what we end up doing is that virgin, like I remember there's been altar calls to come for, you know, for if you want to have sex or if it's spirit of pervert, I've had that. My my, hus I come, uh, my husband comes up in Kojic. So um, we would hear these things at the altar, right? He would hear these things. So spirit of pervert, come to the altar. And so when those women go up, the, the virgin <laughs> goes up and she's blessed and goes on and she can continue on and not even think about sex like that. But those other women, their bodies are literally crying out for something. And we have left them out in the cold by just saying, don't have sex before you're married. Do not have sex with no one. Don't do this. And they're just going and cycling the celibacy on and off, on and off, falling off the wheel all the time. And it's simply like you cannot give a general message to, to and, and try to personalize it because you're not doing that. But you're telling people we have a personal Jesus. You know, you're your personal savior. But we're teaching these women very general message. Just don't do it. Just don't do it is what we're saying. And that has not been working. Mm. It's not been working. So it, I guess at this point, what do you think is the a better message? Because, you know, I guess it's tricky with our society. Because don't get me wrong. I agree with you. It's sex going on out here. Right. People are folks <laughs> having sex. Right. Correct. So, I mean... I, ideally, I mean, in the most idealistic world, we we not having sex like we are able to, you know, be able to preserve ourselves and still be able to be in touch and, you know, explore our bodies and all these things are happening at once. But that doesn't really seem to be what's happening. So what is the best solution for us at this point? You know, as far as, you know, uh, to be able to kind of dance that line to not necessarily have an overly promiscuous culture because the reality of it is I don't even know if promiscuity really even helps you necessarily get in tune with your body either. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on that because I think it could be a lot of women who are necessarily having a lot of sex and still may not necessarily be in tune with themselves. So what's the what's the best way to achieve this level of in tuneness with your body the most healthy way possible? I think even in answering that, I don't like to generalize because every woman is different. Every woman is from somewhere different, right? So most of my clients or most of the ladies that come to me are ladies who have already had sex and they're feeling emptiness behind it. They're feeling shame. They're feeling guilt. So mm. I primarily don't talk a lot to virgins because virgins don't have the same struggle as them. So I, I took a lot of that of the struggles that I have because I when I was growing up, I was raped. So a lot of the things that I'm talking to these women and sharing with them, it's going to be more of a personal level of what they have come from. Because a lot of times it's, it's, it is about what you come from and what you were taught yeah. and how you was dismissed. Like I know plenty of women who are in churches and they will inbox me 
or email me or DM me, they have pastors and pastor's wives. And I always ask, why didn't you go to them? And they said, because I keep getting the same thing. And so I don't think it's like a, I don't have a general message for anyone. What I can say just by example is the first thing I often ask is who taught you about sex and what did they teach you, whether directly or indirectly? Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever embraced your sexuality? Have you ever, do you even know that you own your own body? They're taught that their body belongs to God. And then when they marry, their body belongs to their husbands. Their body never belongs to them. And not that I'm a proponent of the feminist movement, but you kind of understand when they come out and they're like, it's our body, it's all right. You kind of understand whether you agree with them or not, you kind of understand why they do that because for so long women have been told everything about them is belongs to everyone else, but it's their responsibility to keep their body the way they quote unquote should yeah. keep it. So mm -hmm. I think that, that a general, uh, I don't like to generalize, but the best thing I could say here is, I would say to backtrack a little bit into who taught you about sex, what woman, whoever she was, if it was a woman, because it could have been a man. But if these women out there who taught you about sex, what is their lives like? What are their lives like? Did they have all kind of men coming in at the house and they're teaching you don't do this? Did they have all kind of children? Like, we don't know the trauma that a lot of women have been through. And I'm not saying that they you could just keep operating in this trauma. What I'm saying is, at the end of the day, it is about understanding what God gave you as a woman, which is your sexuality. And you, God gave us a clitoris. It's the it only does one thing. So we're gonna feel horny. We're gonna have feelings, and our feelings don't need to be dismissed. That doesn't mean go out here sexing everybody, because a lot of women who have done that just feel so empty inside. Like I gave my sex to this man, and he's not that, and he's not that. Well, a lot of that is reflection on you as well, and what you've been taught, right? You've been taught just don't, just don't, just don't. Women want to know what they can do as believing women. And all we've been teaching them is what they better not and they should not. Well, that's why I tell women, hey, learn your body, embrace your sexuality, be empowered by that, be empowered by that, and then understand why you are, why you're celibate. Are you celibate because you believe you're going to go to hell if you have sex? I mean, that's fear mongering. Are you celibate because none of these men that I have encountered are worthy of my sexuality? They're not, they're not worthy of it. It's not that they're bad guys. They're just not, I'm not willing to give my body to this man to give him access to me. That's too much access. This is, this is a, I don't want to cross. I don't want you crossing any boundaries. I don't want to give you sex. It's okay. To, it may be okay to talk about it because on the other end, I deal with wives who are in marriages where they're sexually incompatible, but they're going to church together every Sunday. <laughs> so wow. there's a lot of discussions to be had around that, but it does start with our single women. To be honest, if you want to clear up the issues that we have in marriage sexually, a lot of times it starts with our single women, helping them while they're single. Very interesting. And, and I want Tor to chime in on this too, the, the abstinence part, because we had some guests and we had some episodes, you know, speaking about uh, virginity and abstinence and kind of everything that comes with that. But could you give us some detail, just your personal opinion, okay? What's the reason why a woman or, or a man even should choose to be abstinent? What's the best reason for something like that? There is no best, but it should always come from a position of power and not of fear um, and not from a place of insecurity. Like, I'm not having sex because I'm scared of what these men might do. Well, I'm not having sex because I don't want to go to hell. Mm. None of that is rooted in power 
And it's not a really good reason. It doesn't stand. There's not a clear, solid foundation for that versus, you know, I want to stay abstinent because this is a path that leads me to be able to have the discernment that I that I want to be emotionally clean while I'm interacting with men so that I can establish firm and deep connection without muddying it with sex at this point. Okay, okay. And, and let me ask y'all this. And here's what I want to do. In the meantime, while we're going ahead and answering these questions, we're actually about to drop the link because I want the family to come in here and start asking questions as well. We're about to move into this initiation hotline, all right? So we're going to go ahead and put that link in the chat. We're going to drop it a couple times because any questions that you guys might have relating dating, sex, y'all hear the conversation we having. I want you guys to come up in here and also chime in and ask questions to the family while we're in here. But go ahead, Ryan. You had a question that you was asking. Yeah, I had a question because, um, you know, we we heard some some crazy stories, you know what I mean, about situations where a woman chose to be abstinent or just to wait until marriage. And then at the point where she gets married, she either finds out that this guy is impotent or, you know, just has such low libido that he cannot perform in any way. Or just, I guess, even on the other end of the, 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 the situation is that finds out that he was an undercover gay man. So I see you shaking your head. Is that undercover? <laughs> undercover <laughs> gay man. <laughs> I mean, who the hell the says undercover gay man? <laughs> Not <laughs> down low, brother. He says the down, okay, okay. undercover <laughs> gay man. <laughs> First off, it's, it's a live show. It's so risky to say stuff sometimes. So I just try. So sometimes I cut. I try. I get too clean. But yeah, the, the, the undercover brother, so to speak. I mean, is that you know? Because we hear that. Is that real? Like, is that really happening on a, you know, fairly regular level? And if so, if if that is what, you know, you both of you guys, both of you ladies experience from your clients, what's the reason behind that? Is there like a way to, you know, avoid that before you get into that situation after you've been abstaining for two years and then you end up with a dude who don't even truly desire women? Give me some some detail on this. Octavia, I'm going to throw that to you. <laughs> I know you. Listen, we know. But you got this. I can. Well, first, before I answer that, let me just tell y'all. I've had way too many women who are married to men that they caught their phone with eggplant pics of other men. I, it's too many to count. And a lot of people don't even want to talk about this. And a lot of these men are actually in the church, the ones that are actually in the church. We know that most churches are dominated by women, you know, women being in the church. But um, it's I don't it's a heartbreaking story. Honestly, when the wife finds out, it's a heartbreaking story that she's even had children with this man. Right. Mm. So that's the reason why I was dealing with I was working with so many wives and trying to help them in their marriage and their sex life my husband and i would counsel a lot of them and then i was like you know what this is a lot of work it's a lot of work when they're already married i was like we got to get to the single women i i you know you talk to the single men i talked to that's that's how we had to do this and so i actually have a it's too much i don't want to go into that but this is what i can say um i have a book actually that comes out next year nine things women should ask a man before giving him sex it is entitled that way to draw attention before giving them sex. Because a lot of people are like, no, you shouldn't even be having sex before marriage. You shouldn't be doing any of this. Not saying you should not be doing, you should be having sex. I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we have to be real. There are women who are on the celibacy will. And they're falling off this will with men that they want to stay on this will, but they keep falling off with to, to these same types of men, right? 
And then you have the women that are abstaining, right? And they're not asking the right questions and they're not feeling the energy and the vibe. We can sit here and say Bible versus scripture all day long. We can say it all day long, but it's not stopping these marriages from happening. It's not stopping it. So one thing I think we have to do is I asked my husband hard questions and I eliminated some men. But when I didn't ask, when I asked those questions, and I got some answers. I eliminated those men. Have you ever thought about men? I know, I know you may be thinking, well, a lot of men ain't going to answer that. Have you ever thought about having sex with another man? Have you had sex with another man? Wow. Is there anything? I would ask those questions because I had, even before I ever married, I had heard of too many of those situations of, you know, back then we call it down low, right? Men right. on the down low. I had heard that too much, too often. And so then I was seeing it happen in the church and I'm from the South in the church. The choir director is often male and gay. I'm just, just sharing what it is. And so oftentimes in the church, what they would do is they would try to marry women who were celibate off to these men saying that he's no longer gay. And, and this is lay hands on at the church. I told y'all my husband grew up Kojic now. This is what they did. So there are questions you can ask. That's, that's why you have a support system to check out these men too. I know Torah teaches on that a lot about your support system. There's a lot of things you can check for, especially sex. This is why I encourage women, do not be afraid to talk about sex. There are things you can ask them when it comes to sex. Don't be afraid to say we shouldn't talk about sex at all. That's exactly how you end up in these marriages because you don't talk about sex. You don't think saying we shouldn't, we should stay away from it and all of that. I will end this little small part from this. There was a woman and I was hit up by both her and her fiance unbeknownst to either one of them. And she had been being celibate. She was not having sex with him. And she praised him. Her and her friends praised him for him not trying to pursue her to have sex. He hit me up two weeks before their wedding and told me why he hadn't been pursuing her because he had been sleeping with men and he loved being cradled by these men like a baby. And I was like, sir, please, I, I never tell anyone not to marry, but this is something you need to tell her. But in his culture, you could be killed for it. So he couldn't tell. And yeah, they end up getting married. I don't know what that marriage is like now, but he did not want her. And he showed it by not even trying to have sex with her. There was a lot of questions and red flags, questions she could have asked and red flags she missed. But if y'all out here thinking that this kind of stuff don't happen, y'all need to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana or Atlanta and some of the other places. I'm from Louisiana and whoa, I'm whoa, telling whoa, you, whoa, leave Atlanta I'm sorry, Atlanta. I'm sorry. <laughs> but y'all, we're in the top 10, Baton Rouge, <laughs> Atlanta. We're in the top 10 of those type of marriages that also leading to AIDS. So Just, real quick, what what what's Kojic? I want to because I'm kind of and, you know, oh. and what I want to do, family. By the way, I want y'all to come in here. This link, if you want to be anonymous, because these conversations get get kind of crazy. Put you could sign, you could come backstage, put anonymous as your name. I won't allow you. You don't have to put your camera. But for everybody else, if you want to come up here, turn your camera on, have good lighting. We put the link in here. I want to talk to the family in here. So go ahead and join that link that we have in the chat. So you guys can ask some questions and join the conversation. But go ahead. Yeah, well, well so I want to find out what Kojic is. Real quick, before you tell me uh, what Kojic is, this is for the ladies. Have you ever, and you know, I guess the guys can answer this too, if a lady has asked you this. But ladies, have you ever asked a man that you're dating if he has ever had a sexual experience 
with a man. That's a poll? You dropped that? I dropped that. I dropped that poll. Wow. Just a simple yes or no. Now, I'm going to be honest. Wow. I'm going to be honest. No lady has ever asked me that if no. I've had a sex with a dude. And wow. I'm trying to think, would I be offended by that? Absolutely. I think I'll be, I I be highly offended. Like, because why would, I would you ask I me? I would that? be. I would be offended. Because I would think either. One, one, if it got to be something that you you joking about in conversation, but it's and, and that rarely can even slide as a joke. Yeah. But if you ask, because I imagine if a young lady's asking me that, then she probably, I don't know, I would imagine that she probably, I, I don't know, I, I would think she's being smart, being funny. I, I, I would, I would think she's being. That's why I would be offended, like, cause it, like you being a smart ass, like, I'm like, yo, she, I know she wore that yellow shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would. I, I would be. I, I'm be honest. But see, I would be offended. I wouldn't be so offended that I couldn't continue the conversation. But I would be a little yeah, like, like, like oh, what the what, hell? Yeah. What, but see, I think. I think the reason, and I've never been asked that question either. But I think ladies might only ask the question if they actually might be thinking that it might be something going on with this brother. And here's the thing, though: is that the case? Like, should they ask that regardless? Whether they absolutely see no signs or not is what you're saying? Because we tend to uh, associate uh, homosexuality with feminine traits Uh, and fluidness and broken wrists. And that's not the case. They have what they call, that's fish. We have what we call trade. And trade is like the macho masculine top. Hold on. Hold on now. Y'all bringing on some new language now. What's a fish? it's, It's getting crazy. Fish is like the feminine you know, they consider feminine gay man. Okay, and a fish. Trade is more masculine. You would not be able to tell he was gay. Probably, I mean, like you wouldn't be able to know. Like the prison gay knew, like, yeah. <laughs> they say he's not gay. He just has put his penis inside of a right. Wait, he says he's and he says he's not gay. Oh, there are men. Right. That, they do not think that they're gay. They right. just have sex with men. From that time is, to right. time, they have good. a wife, so therefore they're not gay. They have sex with women. Oh my goodness! Well, see, the thing, my thing is, if this is, I mean, I'm not even gonna say if it's really going on because it sounds like it's really going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So that's going on. I understand that counsel for a woman to ask that situation because, you know, as much as I would be offended by it, like you said, you know, you never know what people are doing in their bedroom, you know, and if you don't ask, you may not find out. And look, hold on here. We actually got somebody anonymous that wants to come up here. I hope this is not a troll. I hope this is somebody who sincerely wants to have a real conversation. So we're going to see family. Anonymous is now here on the stage here (laughs) with us. What's popping with you? Hey, everybody. No, I'm not a troll. Um, But I did want to make a comment about asking a man if he's ever been attracted to men or ever been intimate with men. Nowadays, can you do me a favor real quick, just so we can get some context? You can stay anonymous, but can you at least give me an age and location? I'm 40 in Atlanta. Okay, cool. Okay, Okay, cool. Oh, damn it, Atlanta got a conversation. Damn it. Please say some good things. Go ahead with your question. Well, I I just wanted to make a comment that sometimes you cannot tell. A lot of men are, even if they are masculine, Sometimes they are still attracted to men. You cannot tell in conversation nowadays. A lot of men, they seem heterosexual, but unless you ask or unless you, you know, kind of do some research and take your time and date this person, um, you won't know. So it's better, you know, to be cautious, even if they won't answer truthfully, it is still 
to me in my experience is better to go ahead and just maybe just say hey have you ever had you know because it's they don't have a problem with asking women that they don't have a problem with saying hey have you ever been curious about you know how or have you ever had experiences with you know women so that's all i want to say i ask women that all the time thank you very first of all why you want to stay anonymous for that because I'm in the bed and I have to work in the morning. Okay. And okay. I, okay. I'm not about to be on camera and my hair is tied up. So. Yeah, that I, you know what? On. I respect yeah. that. Right. Way to represent yourself, sister. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, you know what's crazy? I didn't even think about that. I do ask women that all the time, actually. Yeah. But, but that's, and that's a good question, yeah. actually. But for it's not because ladies. I'm going to judge them for it, though. Or I guess it's not be. Actually, I don't know why the hell I asked women. Well, because I just be trying to figure no, out what because, kind of previous stuff they've done in the past. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, but and, and it's and it's honestly not uncommon for a young lady to have that had that kind of experience. To some, you know, levels, our society is is a very accepting of young ladies who have experimented in the past. So it's usually not a deal breaker for most guys. So they usually will be open to keep it, keeping it real, you right, know, in that right, regard. Right. And they, you know, want to go ahead and tell you not. It's kind of surprising the amount of yeses you get also when yeah. you ask that question. It's a lot, of yes, a lot of yeses. A lot of yeses. But, oh, man, ladies, I got a lot to look out for, man. It is. So, so hold Dangerous on. Wait. I, I, I want to ask you this, too, because I know this is your book because you kind of you kind of went ahead and plugged it in. But I don't know how, how deeply we can go in here because I really want to give the people a snapshot of some of them questions that you should ask before you have sex. Can we please touch on that a bit? Can you just give us a if we, if we can get a couple of them or all of them? Can you touch on some of these that we we need to ask before we we have sex with somebody? Sure, and I wanted to say this real quick. I I think men should be asking women too about not just sex in general, but at this day and time, I think they should be asking, "Were you born a woman?" So I just want I thought I'd share that too. So it it works both ways here. We need to be asking all these questions today because times are different today than what it was 40 years ago born a woman see this one about to give me a wife yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying you know what oh i don't know i'm just i might just try that fuck it i mean <laughs> i don't even know i have no idea how a woman would even respond to that honestly oh my god how oh, y'all not hearing right. that these men are like she told me she, and a lot of times we just be like oh no you know some of these men really don't know well, see, I don't do no butt stuff, so I'm gonna find out what's what's down there. So, here, so here's they the create vaginas. What? Hey, split dicks. Oh, no, listen, this conversation is going somewhere <laughs> that I did not plan for this but conversation. They do. You can go see the surgery online. I'm be honest with you, I didn't know that. And they create canals. No, I'm gonna be honest with you, I did not know. And that. ways to lubricate. Mm. Okay. okay. We have, we have. I have daughters too, but. It, Taurus has a son. I have two. This is something we have to teach our sons to look out for. I know my husband's going to be doing a lot of teaching, but I'm saying we we have to share that with them. And this the day really and time. Yeah. So, so hey, how wow. you doing? My name's Ty. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> were you born a woman? I mean, I, these questions that I think women should be asking men before they have sex, I'm not saying you do this at the first date or the first conversation. This is as I know that Tor teaches about rotational dating and vetting men and things of that nature. This is something that you can ask as you feel the vibe, the energy when y'all are talking. These are things you begin to ask because like I was saying earlier when we was talking, you know, if we use Kiki Palmer just for an example, just because she's a celebrity and everybody has heard of pretty much has heard of this. 
Um, I think if Kiki may have asked some of these questions that I mentioned, maybe, all right, maybe, I don't know the whole story of how they, they met and all of that. Well, if someone, if a woman has a lot of money and maybe the man does not, you may want to formulate some questions under financially, some questions to ask. That doesn't mean on the first date or the fifth date, if you get to that, that you're saying how much money you make, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's ways that you can formulate some questions and ask. I tend to, when I was out there like that, I would tend to go by the vibe. You know, I asked my husband certain things and I did ask him those questions of, of his sexuality because he was in Kojic, especially. I'm from the South, y'all. And like I said, a lot of men were who were heavily in the church, their sexuality seemed to flip-flop. I'm just saying. Wow. So yes, I asked that. And at the time, in my support system at that time, I had a gay friend who was also in, the, also in the church. And one of the guys I was dating at that time, he did, it was that friend of mine said, I'm letting you right know he's gay. And I'm like, how do you know? And he gave me all the tips and come to find out he was, I was just the cover for him or a beard. So it's real out there. And I think when, before ever giving a man your sex, I think these are questions you need to be asking because when you ask those questions, depending on how they answer, the way they look, their body language when they answer, I I guarantee them legs is not opening. You'll be more closer to the Lord than ever. Octavia, hold on, because I want another question real quick, but let me see if we got somebody else here. We got another anonymous caller coming here. This conversation is bringing in a lot of anonymous right. people here. Anonymous caller, you are on the stage. Welcome to Harley Initiated. You got to unmute your anonymous caller. We got to unmute the mic. I need you to unmute the mic. There you go. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I sure absolutely can. can hear you. What's up with you? Hi, I'm doing okay. Sorry for being anonymous. I'm putting my son to sleep. I don't think. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Man, you have a beautiful accent. Where, where, where are you located? Which age? Thank you. I am from Jamaica, but I'm now living in Pennsylvania, and I'm 36. Okay. Shout out to Jamaica. Shout out. Okay, what's your question? So my question is how... Because these questions can become very dangerously very quickly, depending on whom you're asking and how they are feeling about that particular, um, how secure they are in that decision that they have made. So it can become very dangerous very quickly. I'm so sorry. Oh, you good. You good. He's like, hell yeah. We got to protect ourselves, mom. Yeah, yeah, because nowadays, I mean, a lot of this, I mean, the trans conversation is a real conversation that needs to be had because people are, this is like people's real lives nowadays. But what I do know is that it can get very, very dangerous if these men, for instance, the down low men feel like, because as, as the young lady was saying, they don't consider themselves gay, so they can take offense to that question. And if you do ask them these questions and they are insecure about that that's literally your safety so what is the, the safest way to ask these questions do you ask these questions in person do you ask these questions over the phone how do you do this in a safe way so that you are both getting the information you need but protecting yourself at the same time i'm not asking those kind of, I, I didn't ask those kind of questions over the phone i asked in person so i could see body language i wanted to see how they ask those questions and I was out public. I, I, if they came to pick me up, like when I was staying with my mom or something, they had to put a fingerprint on the on the picture. You know, we it was it was ways you did it back then. Now today, I mean, y'all could 
you know, talk over what is the FaceTime and Zoom. I'm, I'm sure that Tora talks about that. But as far as the questions, I like to see body language when asking certain questions. And again, this is not questions that I typically would ask back then on the first day that I met. You're just getting a vibe to see if there's going to be a second date at that time and so forth and so on. And when it's getting to a point where I'm going to ask those questions, I didn't ask my husband those types of questions until we were really feeling each other. And now it's time for you to meet some people that I know, because I may miss something, but my dad, who was not a believer at all, wasn't going to miss. He was going to catch the stuff church folk wasn't going to get. My uncle was going to catch some stuff that church folk wasn't going to get. And my and my and the women that I had at that time, their husbands who were in the church was going to catch stuff that my dad, who was outside the church, wasn't going to get. So I've relied a lot on my support system, but I would ask those questions. Sometimes it'll be right in front of those men. And if he acted a certain way or whatever, we all saw it. And it was a no from then on. So we wouldn't go any further. Yo, wow. so uh, wow. let's listen. Thank you so much for coming up here and asking that question. Okay? Great question. Thank you. No problem. Enjoy your content. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Let me tell you, she look, that's that's a Jamaican sister. She did she dating them Jamaican brothers. They don't play that. You right. And then when them Jamaican brothers get pissed off, you ask you ask them about whether or not they're gay. They about your boy. Boy. Wow. <laughs> you get one box. I'm gonna go over that poll real quick. And I, I dropped it for the ladies, but the, the, the fellas can go ahead and chime in on this one as well. Have you ever asked a man that you're dating if he has ever had a sexual experience with another man? And the poll close to 300 votes, okay? 53% of people say no. So it's not a lot of people. I mean, well, I guess it's half and half. Half the people are asking, half the people are not asking. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 53% of people said they've never asked that question? 50, 53% of people said they've never asked that question. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So actually, let, let me go ahead and do this one more here. We got Leah here that's coming up. I want to let Leah go ahead and ask a question. Oh, wow. Not anonymous. Leah, what's up with you, Leah? How you doing? Hi, guys. I just have to say I really love you guys both. Thank you so much for this platform and everything that you do. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Yes. Yes, we, we can. Love you too, we love you too. Love you too much. Yeah, I'm super nervous, by the way. So bear with me. Um, I see us on in the TV in the back. I like really? that. Yes. I like that. Okay, so I'm 30 years old. I live in Washington State. Um, I'm also divorced for context, but I'm dating again. I grew up Kojic, so I'm definitely relating to everything that um, I think Octavia, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, I'm definitely relating to everything that she's talking about as far as like purity culture and everything like that. So currently in my dating life, I'm trying to operate on a new standard as, you know, a woman who is trying to carry herself, you know, in a higher esteem. And now I'm finding that it's really challenging dating because guys lead obviously with a lot of sexual energy, but there's this one particular gentleman that I think I, I actually kind of like him. He's a little bit younger than me. He surprised me because he's an officer in the military. He's 26. He's very attractive, you know, tall. He's got a lot of options. And based on our time together, I know that he is sexually, you know, involved with other people. Mm -hmm. um, but our time together, it there is no sex. We've been dating for about, what, four months now. And... I can see that there's been a shift in his behavior over these last two weeks. And I don't know if my intuition is saying, like, I don't think he's getting what he's expecting from these other women. Um, he continues to say how he prefers, prefers to date older. Um, there's less drama. We're more put together, you know, things like that. And these younger women are a lot more emotionally unstable. So I'm at a place right now where I feel like 
the way he's talking makes me feel like he's kind of comparing me to them without owning that that's what he's doing. Um, and then he makes little statements about like, um, don't you know that sometimes men will just like spend money to have a woman, a woman's time, you know, if they enjoy her company, like just all these little things that I consider edifying as somebody whose love language is words of affirmation. And so now I'm like super confused because I'm like, are you shifting into a point where you finally have the awareness that a woman who's kind of like maintaining her sexual boundary and not giving you that upfront is more preferable for you now because you see my class, you see, you know, how I'm moving through my life and the other options that I have. Um, so I, I feel like he's shifting. And I guess my question is, is it possible for him to be like willing to let that play life go and all of the attention and everything that he's getting for being as fine and well off as he is, like all of that, is it possible for him to be in a space now where he's like, all right, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I prefer to be over here. Is that what, what, what do you really want to know? I want to know, like, should I keep investing my time? Like, is he somebody who I should now see? How, do, like, ready how, to would, how would we know? I, you let me know because I'm over here rambling. No, I told no, you. How, how would we know if you should stay there or not? Um, well, I love how he treats me. Every mm -hmm. like he's such a gentleman, he's very chivalrous. What do you um, want? I want a relationship. That's you know, it? I want a real partner. I want somebody that is that I, it. Say that again. I'm sorry. Is that it? Like, what more do you want than a relationship? What do you want in a man? Um, I know that the next time I'm putting myself out here, it's for my, I think Dr. Tart likes to call it upcycled husband, right? So I want to remarry and I want to have somebody. What do you want in a man? Ma'am? What do you want in a man? I want somebody who has integrity. I want somebody who carries themselves in a way where it's like, I'm not overly stiff. I can switch between both worlds because I'm very much like I handle business when it's time for that. But I also want to be super playful and in touch with my sensuality and all those other things. And I want a man who's not comfortable being intense in that way and loving deeply and being faithful and being somebody who who is partnership minded and believes in marriage as well. Do you want what a man that's not sleeping around with a bunch of other women? Um, yeah. And I can't say that he's doing like a whole bunch of other women, but I know he has a few options that he's vetting because we've both been open about the fact that we're dating other people. Are you satisfied with this interaction with this man? So far? Yes. So why do we need to tell you what you need to do? I guess that's, that's a good point. You're looking for permission from <laughs> us instead of permission from yourself. If this is something that's lighting you up and you're enjoying it and you're secure in what this is, why do we need to tell you what you need to do? Okay, I receive that. Yeah, go have fun, Octavia. I want you. I want you to chime in on this one because it sounds like this gentleman, he may be, you know, dating some other women. Yeah. Um, that he may or may not be, um, you know, sexually engaging with. Is that is that a big deal? Is there any possible chance that this guy may come around and decide that he doesn't want to live that life while he's dating this young lady, uh, Leah? So she. You're saying that you know for a fact that he is having sex with other women? I know he's had sexual interactions with other women. We've, um, the reason I feel like we've been moving a lot slower and I'm, I'm thankful to God for this because he, he puts everything in order the way it's supposed to. But we met because I, um, we met through work basically. 
And so with that, I think the, it was too close for comfort at first for him. Like we could tell that there was a chemistry and we liked each other, but no physical boundaries were ever crossed because, hey, this is how we met. And it feels a little bit unprofessional to try to cross this line. But now that that piece is not in play anymore, we've been spending more time together lately. And then over these last two weeks, just the one-on-one -on -one conversations that I'm having with him, going out with him, he might tell me, you know, an experience about another woman because we have a very, it's like we're really good friends. Like there's friends, but there's the tension of like the attraction between us. And so he's telling me, you know, little bits and pieces of information of these other women. And I'm like, okay, that tells me as a woman, you know, that there's something sexual going on here or something did happen uh, without revealing all his business. But yeah, so I know that that's at play with them based on what he's telling me. But I know that I'm not giving of myself in that way. And the most and we've done is like deep hugs and that's about it. And I thought, is that the only man you're dating? I'm gonna let Octavia answer, but I wanna know for no. sure. Okay. No, I'm dating, I'm dating multiple people so I don't get overly invested in one person. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it, um, Tora, is it just me? Does it seem like she's more interested in this particular guy? Because she's he's the one she's asking about. He's, even he's, though the, she's he's the front runner for her. He's the she runner. has created like a storyline around this front runner that may yeah. or may not be true. Mm. I know, mm. right? This mess. You know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a mess. I mean, it's just what is. Yeah. I, and I'm, so and we I, don't know I, if he's out there having sex or not. You said correct. You. We just don't know. There's a lot of stories being told. And, and I, I, I feel like this. he is. Yeah. Hold on. I want to get this because I think I might have missed this. But how long have you guys been dating as well? Um, I would say officially about like three and a half, four months almost. Okay. Yeah. Three and now he months. wants me to meet his friends. So now I'm feeling like this is a thing. Like you're advancing. Well, no, th those are also stories. I don't know. Like we're making that mean something more than what it is. Right. Um, which is why I need y'all to help me. Oh, wait, wait. So what, what, what does that mean? I mean, that, this thing, I'm not introducing my, I'm not introducing no woman to none of my friends unless I'm serious about this woman. She's not going nowhere of importance to me where, you know, my status or is tied to hers. I mean, I think that is pretty confusing, right? If you just, if a dude is introducing. No, it's no, not confusing. Not, I've done that. It's I mean, not confusing well, at all. It just depends. If, if I want to just stunt and I think this woman's attractive, I'll pull up with my, you know, friends. It's like a party going on. I'll pull up with a young lady. I no, think, no, it, I think pulling it's, up with a young lady and she's, she's saying introduce. I, I think it's only confusing when we make assumptions and we don't have clarity in conversations mm. that we've had with these men. Because women get confused when they're introduced to mamas. I don't know if you remember that, the show, The Game. Yeah. I mean, not The Game, but um, Girlfriends. When oh. Joan was introduced to this man's mother, she's like, I met your mother. And I'm like, so all my women I'm dating met my mother. <laughs> and that's when she made the assumption that there was some type of progression. One of the things I teach my ladies is that everyone's fair game to be met early on. Mm. And we're not going to make that mean anything. Because these people are a part of the vetting process as we are interacting with men. So fa fathers that I remember inviting men to my, I was a single mother at one point, inviting men to my son's birthday party and having the men there vet him. But not because I f this was, oh, it's serious. It's like, oh, it's my friend and he's romantically interested in me. And y'all check him out. Y'all talk to him, ask some questions and see if we should go on a second date. So should she ask the guy what his intent is behind meeting his friends? She she can if she wants. I don't I don't really believe in this. Should she should she not? She should do what she desires. But 
the assumption shouldn't be this means we're making progress. There should be a clear communication that I want to take you exclusive. And because I want to take you exclusive, this is why I'm introducing you to these people. Not I'm just simply introducing. So she can have the conversation to say, hey, I'm really excited about meeting your your friends and your family. And I know that we've been dating for a while and I personally would like to be exclusive. Is If they haven't had the conversation, is this a move towards that? Mm, clarity. Clarity instead of assuming. And I know this queen right here, we've been conditioned to create stories instead of getting clarity. And queen, I just encourage you to get tons of clarity here with this man. Has he talked about exclusivity and moving you into a relationship yet? No which is why I'm trying to make sure that I'm not overstepping. And I feel like I will have more confidence in that conversation of clarity once the friends are met, because I feel like meeting friends is a big deal. And also it kind of helps other people to see like what you might see in that person and kind of validate some of the uncertainties. And then also to help you with like how you guys are helping me, like don't read too much into the meeting the friend thing, right? right. So I need people to kind of like help speak life into me in that space so that I'm not making a wrong decision because I'm not trying yeah. to be forced again. I think I'm, I'm 30 now. Like I think if the man has not expressed exclusivity, I wouldn't assume anything that that's the move. The conversation needs to be had. And what about the dating part tour, the, the dating? Cause she said we've been dating. Mm -hmm. So does that need to be explicitly stated by the man? Does a man need to say, Hey, I've liked you at the time we spent. And now I want to officially start courting you a day absolutely i would not assume that i'm his only or he's someone that's going to move me into a, a exclusive relationship unless he's expressed that and then we need to be in alignment if i want that with you as well okay. like, do i want to move in an exclusive relationship with you well i mean just so pre-exclusive not exclusive but i'm dating you should should that be explicitly stated we, or, we are dating. We went on dates. Got you. Okay. First of all, let, let me let for, yeah. Leah, thank you so much for coming up here and asking this question. Absolutely. That was some really yeah. phenomenal questions. Keep us up to date in the breast on how this uh, evolves. Shout out to Leah. Brother here, okay? My eyebrows looking fleaky. Hey, yeah. always. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Leah, you be blessed. Bye. I like Leah energy, man. Yeah, I like her really energy. Vibrant, she's, really a, yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's definitely a sweetheart. So that's interesting. You know, this, it's always confusion when you get to that spot when, you know, y'all like at that three, four month mark, you really liking this brother. You don't know where you stand. What's confusing about it? Well, it's confusing because she don't know what he want to do now. Why does she need to be concerned about that? What up? Because she, she want him. Yeah, but she want him. I understand. That, but why does like why does she need to be concerned about that at that point? To like this is where she's looking to be chosen instead of choosing. And a woman should always be in a position to choose. Mm. Mm. What's oh, okay? Hold on. Now, 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 that was a little bar. Now, you said she should be looking to be chosen. Yeah. Or no, choosing. she should be looking to choose women. Most of us are waiting to be chosen. So we'll have a little roster over here, but there's this one guy we have already emotionally exclusive with. So mm. we just use these men as distractions instead of actually connecting with these other men and offering them similar opportunities with us. It's just, oh, I don't have to think about him all the time. So I have these and I don't want to have to worry about who I'm going to spend time with outside of him. So I have these men, not like, wow. oh, I just have this delicious rotation of amazing men and they make me smile and they excite me. It's like, it's, he's the one and I want to give it all to him. I'm just waiting for him to choose me. But they're not all the same though. So, I mean, that makes sense because they might be completely different. Why are you dating them? 
Oh, I why are you dating men that you're not excited about? I tell my clients, do not date men who don't make your coochie jump. If you if they don't do that, then you don't need to be dating them. So you're basically mm. saying that all of the men that she should even be entertaining should be on the caliber of this, this high caliber, guy. fine, fascinating men. So she need to let the other busters go, and, and, go find, and find some fine, fascinating men. All of them in your roster need to be fine and fascinating. Is that possible? Yeah, really? Absolutely, it's what I help women do. Wow. wow. Absolutely. You should be able to have options where, oh, Derek, this is what Derek and I experience. And I really, really enjoy the, you know, the hikes that we go on and the conversations that we have. Oh, and Jared, oh, I get so excited just to hear his voice on the phone. Or I curl my hair and with my fingers. Well, Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> I curl, I curl my fingers and I'll bite my lip when I think about Tony and all of them excite me. All of them treat me well. All of them provide, protect and build for me. And they make me feel loved and adored. He, you know, Jared is my front runner, but all of them, I could look and see the different lives I can create with this one and that one. And I need to figure out who I'm going to choose. Honestly, man, yo, I, fe- like hey, fellas, I like that. Fellas, man, if y'all, I've been known to make some coochies jump in my days. And if, <laughs> if, if you are that brother there, hey, drop a CJ in the chat right now. Drop a CJ in the chat if you're a coochie jumper right now. Yeah. Right. No, I like that. I like that for my ladies. I like that for my ladies for real. If they if they can find that's some, cool. some real good options, yeah. And most women feel like that's not the case that they can't have them, so they'll claw onto this one man. It ain't moving them nowhere. Versus the men, all the men are pursuing them. All the men are trying to move them into exclusive relationships. All the men provide, protect, and build. And you're like, okay, I just need to decide who I want to be with. Who aligns with my core values, my non-negotiables? Who is consistent in who he is as a man? Not just calling and going on dates, but as who is he meant? The the types of the decisions these men are making, are they aligning with his values? His convictions, the decisions that he's making, are they in alignment with me, the relationships that he's created? Do I see a man that is has a growth mindset, like different comparing it? And does his support system? I talked to his homeboys. Yeah. Who does he admire? I'm gonna be honest, I really, I really like that for the ladies to find that because I'm a butthole too. And I think that most of the women do what you said they they do, which is they have the one guy they exclusively emotionally with. Right. And then they have the other guys they don't deal with. So I'd be a butthole and I'd be like, oh, you like it? Oh, well, well go be with him then. Yeah. Because in my mind, you say that? My, <laughs> no, I don't actually say that. That's the energy. Actually, right. it's the energy. I don't actually say that. It's the energy. It's the energy. But the energy is like that because. I know in the back of your in the head. back of my mind that she's completely into, in, you. into me and the other guys literally have no chance. Right. But if she was operating with guys that made her feel comfortable ways so I do, then there really would be a scarcity mindset in my mind. So when she says and she's doing certain things, I'll be like, hold on, who who? Who? Oh yeah, I'm out tonight. And I'll and right, and I'll be outside. moving. I would move accordingly. But so I do like that counsel. I think it's just really good counsel for ladies to not be dealing with guys that you just really not interested in. It's really a waste of your time. It's a waste man. of time and it's a drain. And you want to leverage the energy you create with men for your own excitement to interact with other men. Right. Right, man. Listen, I'm. I don't, listen, I don't knock that. I, I still, knock I still put the link in there. I'm gonna let one more person come up here, but I still, I, I want to make sure we get this, Octavia, because 
I don't know why we just can't seem to make it through these damn questions because I guess they just so good. They spark so much conversation. But can you please give me like one or two more questions that I just have to ask before I have sex with somebody, please? <laughs> Love it. Please. Okay. Just, and we're going we're gonna, to. Please, gonna Octavia. Please, please. No, of course, the sexuality, sex, when you're talking, they, men ask about body count, right? So we can ask. I don't know if y'all want to know, ladies, but y'all can ask that. But like I said, when I was talking oh, about. Oh, just clarity. You're saying that we need to ask the body count. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that. If you, okay. I guess, if you want to know, I do. I do know men ask that, ask that of women. I'm not saying women should ask that. That, however, they want to formulate that question, it's up to them. They want to know body count or not. I don't. It's up to them. I think um, the secret behind that, though, this is real quick. I tell you, I think the secret, and I've heard this, and I think this works. If a man really wants to, if he really wants to know the body count of a woman, he should ask her the inverse. So he should ask her, "Hey, how many is too many for men?" And whatever mm. answer she gives is really going to be around where she is really at. Really? Yeah. That's what I've heard. And I think the psychology on that, it, it does make sense. So if you say, well, how many is too many for me? Well, you know, I think, you know, 40 or 50, then it's kind of like, oh, okay. Damn. Really? What do you think? We got to, you got to test it. You got to test it. Well, First of all, I don't even, matter of fact, I don't even want to no. know. <laughs> I never, I never. What do you think about that? I'm going to just use I my I never opinion. asked my husband's body count. Never. Oh, good. I think that's safe practice. Don't, never ask. I didn't want to know. Our, he's a man. Our, pretty much. And he was Kojic. I know y'all tired of me saying that. I just know what be going yeah, on. No, I was put no on Kojic game with the Kojic bashing in here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But um, just like I mentioned about Kiki Palmer earlier, there's some questions that ladies should formulate under financially. But also one that's not talked about a lot is mentally. Um, you're hearing a lot of mental health things, right? Um, yeah. I need to know his temperature. I need to know his, um, his how he does how he deals with anger. So I know mm. we it's best to be in certain situations to see how he is. But I look at what they get upset about, like what what ticks you off, what is a pet peeve. I need to know those things because not only is this a man I'm gonna marry, this is a man I'm gonna have children with. Because I didn't have children before I got married, and I was looking for a man who did not have children. So I entertained some men who had children, but I knew deep down that, and I was having my fun, but I knew deep down I didn't want someone who already had children. So mm. I'm going to be asking questions, certain things mentally. I, to be honest, I know you don't just go up to someone and say, do you have mental illness that runs in your family? But guess what? There are women who are married that didn't find this out before they got married and mental health, mental health issues runs on their side of the family. It's the hereditary kind. And one of their husbands killed themselves. And I know that may be a bit extreme, but at this day in time, when we have all these different ways to connect with people, it's not just like way back when, when you have to meet someone out at the grocery store or at church. We have so many ways to meet people now. These are things you can actually ask. Like there's a way you formulate it. Temperature check, seeing how they vibe, have your drinking your support system and all of that and then you can ask those questions like you can bring it up like you know uh, there's some things that happened to me and my family or whatever however you want to formulate the question whatever questions that make you feel safe and actually are protecting them as well ask and i know some people still have the issues about asking them about their sexuality asking men about their sexuality or whatnot but at this day and time I, there's a the the, the tender killer there's I, this is why the church should be more actively involved 
in protecting us as women and helping us. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't help yourself or you shouldn't get coaching or anything. That, that's you. That's your responsibility to build your support system and get some coaching and guidance. But the church should be instrumental. I, I've always believed that because we, are, we like to use the Bible as like, this is the basis for life. But in the Bible, no woman got married without her family and the church, which is the people involved. No woman did. But we out here getting married, doing all the work ourselves, not saying we shouldn't do the work. And I know it's different times now, but we keep referring to this Bible, but we're not really utilizing. So the church needs to be more proactive, I believe, in helping women to be safe out here in this culture. Because we're doing all these things. It's fine to have coaches. You have tourists. You got different that helps us and guide us. I had a support system like no other. No man could take me on a date unless they met them. Mm. And it wasn't like I was I was bringing them, meaning that you would mean something to me. No, I want to make sure I've been raped before, so I'm coming from a different I'm coming from a different place, and I knew him. So if I got raped. By somebody I knew and had been attempted rape by two pastors, you better be sh damn sure I am bringing y'all to my now. I have a new support system because I didn't have that at first. So I'm bringing everybody there. I'm bringing everybody to the church dad, to the event dad. That's me. Everybody don't have to do it like me. I'm saying I just do think the church should be more proactive in that with women instead of saying, don't, don't, don't. I think it should be more like, hey. Let's sit down and talk about some things that you want or whatever, all of this, and help in that and help in that. And maybe some of those people could be in our support system as well. But that's just my take. These are questions you can ask these men. I recommend asking the more fun, maybe that's on, not wait, so heavy. Hold on, wait. Yeah, and that's what on. I want to know, because I know you said the question pretty much needs to figure out the temperature of the man and to figure yeah. out pretty much his how he handles you know, some pet peeve, pretty much whether or not he crazy as hell in some senses, right? <laughs> but like word that for me, like what exactly, what, what, how, how would we put that in words where it's not, you know, too, I guess, interviewee or interrogate if that, if no, it just, you know what I'm saying? What's the question? Yeah. Okay. Like, for example, when I asked my husband that question, we were actually talking about sex and sexuality. It came up from, I I, I think we was talking about a video that was out at the time. Wait, what and question? What, what question did you ask? Like, me? for example, when I asked him about had he ever been with other men or okay, the way that I formulated that was experiment. That was the better word than have you ever had sex with other men? Have you ever thought it was more like experiment? I was like, I was in college. I shared a little bit about me, right? I was in college. We saw this video and it looked like there was some um woman on woman play. And so I shared some, you know in college, you know, this, this, and that. I remember we was at a party, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever had any experiences like that with women? More than one woman, some, some threesome, some whatever. Okay. Have you ever, what about was men involved? It was kind of like that. It was, uh -huh. it was very natural conversation because that's, we were already on the topic and it was later to, I took something. I'm, I am basically interviewing literally trying to get to know him more but i took something that we were both talking about something very natural a video we were discussing and then i just put the question on in there you formulate the questions however you want to and you're getting a vibe and the energy of how it's going and then that's how you know whether this is a question i can ask right now because i by this time i had already got the temperature check on his 
it, was he an angry man or not? Because I didn't do angry men. And, and, and people can't say, well, you never know. Uh-uh, angry men are obvious. <laughs> they're obvious. That's why they're called angry men. They're obvious. So it, was I, did I feel safe around here? Because I'm not going to be going to all these different places with someone I don't feel safe with. Oftentimes, women, we we second guess ourselves too many times by, I don't know if I feel, meet wide open, meet with friends, meet, you know, there's so many different ways you can meet if you're doing it in person. But now today we have video. We can look in video without looking like we're looking, right? We can just, we can use video to ask a lot of these questions too. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, that's a hell of a tip right there. Cause that's like a, that's like some advanced questioning right there. Yeah. Like kind of get near the question. And then kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't really ask it all the way out. You just kind of get near it mm-hmm. in the family of a yeah. question and then just be like, what about this? Yeah. Oh, oh, even that? That's like, yeah, that's like, yeah, trust me. I came from a sales background, baby. That's like, that's big. There you right? go. There you go. That's marketing. Like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. And listen, Octavia, I really do appreciate, you know, your contribution to this conversation. You know, um, Thank you for been, having me, both of you. No, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been dope, and 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 I got, I think we got a uh, some some really good context for some things to come. Um, we're gonna make sure that we uh go ahead and also include your Instagram here, also in yeah. the description. So if anybody is interested in being in, uh, uh getting in contact with Octavia, you can go ahead and get that down below. Is there any is there anywhere else that people should probably look out to find you? If y'all are single, don't look for me on nowhere but on Instagram. If you go to TikTok, please be married. <laughs> oh, TikTok is going it's going crazy over there, huh? That's for my that's for my ladies that that's hitched. All right, everywhere else you find me. I like it. I like it. Well, look, Octavia, thank you so much, and I appreciate you joining us. Okay. Yes, thank you both, and bye, Octavia. Love you. So look, while we in that while we in that family of conversation here. Because, you know, we talked about some questions that, you know, the lady should be asking uh, prior to sex. But what are just some really important questions that you think that ladies are just missing in that process of vetting, of dating, of get, getting to know a brother that you think that you absolutely recommend that they need to include in these conversations? Yeah. So I think we were speaking earlier about how the checklist we're wondering, like, what does a man do for a living? And like, um, like where does he live? And like very fact-based, but I really think that women should take the opportunity to lean into the feelings of a conversation to see how a man reacts, um, as well as what types of things come up for him, like his value system, without asking, what are your values? They'll come up in conversation. Mm. So instead of asking a man like, hey, what do you do for a living? You can ask him like, hey, what lights you up? the most about your career or what do you enjoy the most about your career or what have you learned in your career over the last two years right or who's the coolest person you know at your job and why or what keeps you up at night about what you do and you ask these questions and then way more than his salary or his job position comes up you learn about what he values and what what makes him tick and why he makes certain decisions i remember a man telling me i was asking i was like who's the coolest person you know at your job oh wow and then he goes oh man there's this woman she's like smarter than everybody there she's very subtle but she's very powerful and all the men know it 
and they like they really love her leadership. She's very quick on her feet. And we really, as men, we really respect her work-life balance and how she's able to come to work and get shit done. And then also have the weekends to just cook. She loves to cook. And I just really admire her to come get things done. And she's coming telling us about what she cooks on the weekend. That's the coolest person I know at my job. Damn, that was a great answer. So I learned so much about the man. Right. And like like his value system and and what he like what types of things he admires in a human, not just a woman. Right. Way more than like, what do you do for a living? Let's move on to the next question. Right. Wow. Oh man, she man, her house, she keep her house so clean. Oh man. She feed her man every night. Oh yeah, she keep her bed nice and spread. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she love her dude. Like she only talk about him. <laughs> oh man. Nah, that was dope though. That Honestly, dope. no, that, that that is really important. That is important. I like that. Oh yeah, like what one thing I used to always love to ask, like, what's one thing you learn today, no matter what, no matter small, how small it is. If a man says I ain't learned nothing, we out of alignment. You need to be learning something every day. Because mm. I'm learning something every day. And I think men will say that. They will say, like, when you ask those kind of open questions like that, I think people are really gonna be honest. Yeah, they're really gonna be honest. Absolutely, you're gonna find out a lot about them. You're gonna find out a lot, or you say like, "Hey, what's one word to describe your day and why?" Like, you get men to like share like, "Why is this day described that way?" Or what are you most excited about when it comes to the weekend, this upcoming weekend? What are you looking forward to? If a man's just like, "Oh man, I'm just ready to get off work," we out of alignment. Oh my god, let me ask you this because that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. I want to ask you about this this vulnerability aspect with women, you know, because I deep game, <laughs> deep game. <laughs> so one of the things that I do, because now that we have this relationship, you know, number one relationship podcast in the world, transformational Absolutely. podcast in the world. Yeah, I do use it to my advantage, you know, and I give myself the license to just ask women whatever I want to ask them about their relationship. Constantly in a state of interviewing. Constantly. Constantly. And I found over time, I found that this is actually a really easy way for me to open them up. Mm-hmm. And once, and the thing is, so as soon as it pretty much, if they ask me what I do, it's a wrap. Because I'm going to say YouTube, then I'm going to mention relationships, then they're going to want to check it out, then they're going to see a topic, then all of a sudden, we talk talking Non-stop about, conversation. I mean, it's just crazy. And what I found, and what I saw, that after that conversation, it's like, because... I got so in depth with them in an instant conversation and in the first conversation, they'll they pretty much are like undressing themselves emotionally with me. So I found that, you know, I like the way that sounded. I, I mean, that's what's really happening. <laughs> yeah. That's what's really happening. Wait, say it again. They are <laughs> <laughs> they're undressing themselves emotionally with me. Yeah. Slam. And I found that in this situation, and this is the thing, I don't I don't take it there with all the women I, I deal with, but I found that if I wanted to, I could because it's just that kind of level of emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Now, as I started doing that, you know, I would get these uh, comments like, oh, my God, like, can't believe I'm sharing all this with you or it's just things that I could imagine they may have not even shared before. Right. And in my mind, one aspect is like wow you know that's really cool to have met somebody and have this very deep conversation and kind of you know never know how things are going to be then it's another side of me that's like man if i wasn't a gentleman and just a general good guy like i could have took this so many different places you know what i mean 
So I'm just very curious, you know, and not that I want if I ever meet y'all in person, it's not that I don't want people to share with me because I really want to know, but not everybody is operating with good, honest integrity and intent. So is it dangerous for a woman to share certain things and they just getting to know a man? I will, I will say it's irresponsible. Okay. Like you have to be responsible for your shares and what's close to you. People think vulnerability means you have to share your business. You have to share secrets. They have to be childhood trauma. Like it has to be those secret places of you to unlock, to figure out. And vulnerability is simply exposing who you are mm. as a person. And one of the things that I teach my ladies is to start practicing your vulnerability is to simply share with men how you feel. So if a man says, how are you doing? You, most women say, I'm fine. Fine. Right. Instead, <laughs> instead of saying that, you could say, oh, I'm feeling really beautiful today mm. because I'm wearing this really lovely dress that I just picked out and it looks really great on me. I'm really excited versus I'm fine. You could actually feel into me at that point. You say, hey, how are you feeling? Or how are you doing? Instead of saying, I'm okay. Like, I'm actually really disappointed because you promised me you were going to call last night. And I didn't hear from you. So I'm, I'm upset about that. Mm. I pegged you as a man of your word. Instead of being just like, okay, passive aggressive, dot, 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 dot. Mm. To be honest, I'm even practicing that myself. I just think... I, I, I and, all your answers should just all be authentic. Yeah. As authentic as possible. Right. The truth. That's vulnerability. Yeah. And expressing yourself. And it doesn't have to be something from the past. Mm. It literally can be what's happening in the present moment. And you're like, hey, are you ready for the day? I'm so excited to go out with you. I've been thinking about this all day. Like, I'm really excited to go out with you. And then when the date is over, like, I had a really good time. I really felt safe. I really felt comfortable being around you. And I definitely would love to see you again. I'd love for you to invite me on another date. Wow. Now I love that. That's vulnerability. Gotcha. You don't have to share the past to be vulnerable with the man, to let him inside. The other stuff is irresponsible, especially if we have not formed that level of trust to share that. You know what I think I of think when I hear that I though? I, I think of a woman who is absolutely present mm -hmm. when I think of a woman who's saying something like that. Like those are some of my like when I think about uh, about women that I've I've dated a woman that can do that is probably let me tell you she's she's at the top she's like the woman that I'm like I'm looking forward to being around her yeah. because she is going to probably give you some of the absolute best conversation mm -hmm. like you're gonna be on your toes. Yeah. Right. Because nothing nothing is gonna be canned mm -hmm. those canned templated responses. It's just going to always be real. Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. A new adventure. You can share a new adventure with a man every time he asks you, how are you doing? It never gets boring. Yeah. Man, I, I actually really do like that. So let me ask you, what are some things in general as a woman? And it's crazy I'm asking this as a brother. Because I like what I like to do with my, my ladies. I'm, I'm the brother that's going to sit back and I'm going to let the woman talk. I'm going to let her talk because she going to tell me everything I need to know. And I'm really good at asking questions. And, you know, I'm just I'm just cool. People just naturally feel comfortable around me. And I'm not judging you, but I am understanding whether or not this going to work. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is 
I do think it's certain things that a woman probably should not necessarily talk about in particular. I think she should just stay away from early in the process. What would you think that those, what would you say that those things are that she should, no bueno, not talk about at the top? It, it really depends on a woman's goals and what she would like to create for herself. She wants a husband. She wants connection, right? To lead to a husband. So if she's yes. looking. <laughs> the share, I think that instead of like a rule, I don't like giving women rules. I like giving women guidelines. What feels responsible enough to share where we are actually creating a connection what am i sharing whatever i'm sharing the purpose is to connect with you it is not to offload heavy weight it's not here to offload heavy weight it's not here for um to get validation i am not saying it so that you can think of me a certain way i am only saying this so that we can connect got it so there's no rules here, but just think about what you want to share. We can just use an example. But see, women be thinking, no, 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 no. You got to give some, 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 whatever you want to call them, rules, guidelines, know-how. Because sometimes women be thinking that talking about their ex and the, the issue, the current issues with their baby daddy. And then you need to ask yourself, how does that create more connection between the person that's in front of me? He's listening. I'm venting. This is something on my chest. I, I want to, he's somebody that's comfortable to talk to about it. How is that creating connection? That's not answering the question. And see, I don't, I don't know if they know the difference Ooh. though, because when you say creating connection, what's the difference between, because here's the thing, when people are able to talk to somebody, mm -hmm. they feel close to them. Like I've literally sat down and I know this from sales. Yeah. I'll sit down. I'll have a great conversation saying nothing, asking questions. That yeah. person talked the whole time. And at the end, they'll be like, man, top, it's just something about you, man. Mm -hmm. I just really like you. Mm -hmm. I just really <laughs> like you. And they don't know nothing about me. I said nothing, but mm. we, they feel connected. So if we're just meeting a man, yeah. And we are looking for connection. We are going to be responsible and stay away from conversations that make us feel crummy mm. as a woman. Because if you're speaking about your baby daddy, you're in the moment of feeling crummy. You're offloading and dumping onto this man. Yeah. Because you're feeling crummy. It's very important as a woman that you be responsible and ask myself in this very moment as I'm sharing this, what is going on in my body? Do I feel excited in my body talking about this or do I feel relieved because I'm letting some shit go that I've been holding on? So that mm. so there's no rules here because I can give you 30,000 questions to stay away from. But if you're in tune to yourself as a woman, if I can teach you to attune yourself to you as a woman, then you'll be able to decide without me giving you a list. Wow. So, you know, see, honestly, I rock with, I rock with what you're saying too, because me, the way I like to learn as well as a man, I don't really like, I don't do good with tactics Yeah. in general. They don't last long. They don't really last long. It's performative. And just with me in general, because let me tell you, I ventured off into everything. I ventured off into even, you know, the 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 game, Neil Strauss. He's got the, I didn't even get to finish the book because it was, it was very hard for me because it's like a handbook full of tactics. And typically when I'm being tactical, I'm no longer present. Correct. And even, even with me, like even when I'm like, when I was in sales too, I, I, I learned sales and sales is a good example. Cause it's all, cause it's just communication. 
but it's, it's a level of persuasion in there. And you can learn a lot of tactics in sales, but typically the ones that resonated with me the most was whenever I was able to learn like methodologies, framework, like mindsets, mm -hmm. like that you have to have and to go into it because that works better for me and how I move because my, I mean, even in, in, in sales on a date, your presence is your gift. Yeah. It's always your gift. It's your most, because once you're present, you are truly your unique one of one self that nobody else can imitate in this world. And when you show up like that, that's literally what the people want to see. Exactly. And I don't know if everybody is ready for that though. No, that, that takes practice, right? Um, we can give you the tactics, but the the key is to practice. Like even on a date, like we don't want we want to avoid what we call awkward silences instead of leaning into the silence and asking yourself, how do I feel in my body at this time? And as we are silent together, I'm able to process what I'm feeling in my body and then determine how I want to interact with this man next. What questions do I want to ask next? What do I want to share? Does it feel good in my body to express it? Does it bring up anxiousness or does it excite me to share? And I recommend women to always share things that bring up excitement for them when they first get to know a man. Wow. That's a good game. Good game, man. First of all, I just love my initiates, man. I love our initiates because our initiates are in here just having an absolute good time. They are. They what they doing? Chat. I can't see. To I mean, they, they, just, they joking they with each other. They like, laughing. They giving feedback. It's love. It's family. They, it's really dope. Y'all yeah. really in here having a good time with each other. Like, they not even necessarily tuned in. It's like some people tune into the conversation. They they over here connecting with each other. Yeah. It's really a family. It's like being at a, like a, a drive-in movie theater. It you know? is. Like, I can be watching the movie, but then I can be throwing popcorn at the person sitting next to me. It's right. Like, yeah. Man, and, and, I, and I truly do love that, man. Like that, the, the, the first experience that we have is going to be, you know, incredible. And um, I'm, I'm just really excited and blessed to have y'all as initiates in the community to be the people that we are building this around. And uh, I just I want y'all to know I really do appreciate every single last one of y'all. And we got some really, really dope ideas even that we might be bringing to y'all soon on how we're going to take these conversations offline after the episode is done. So y'all stay tuned. I told you, listen. When these cameras go off, we work harder than when these cameras on now. All right? So y'all going to see. We got some things coming. All right? We got some things coming. But I want to tell first of all, I want to thank you so much, Tor, yeah, for coming up on here and dropping this game. This is, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, I learned some things from you. You know, I, I told you when I heard that phrase, unchurched women of faith, I thought that was so interesting. I wanted to bring you up here. Um you know, because we like to have very different conversations, you know, and bring different perspectives because we got a wide range of people that listen to the channel. Yeah, and we do. I, and I just want to make sure we add in value, you know, to every crevice of the family, you know, because a lot of us have different backgrounds, different experiences, and just certain messages just hit harder and hit different for certain people. And, you know, I want to make sure all of us are being able to live the life that we want to live. And that relationship piece, that relationship part of our lives, I'm telling you, it's one of the most important. Right. All right? So we got to do it right. And I didn't even understand how, you know, certain uh, religions or, you know, just certain messages and institutions, how, how can it, you come on in, how that can actually impact people, you know, and how they date and how they go about intimacy. So, yeah, I, I really learned a lot as well. 
No, sure. I did. I did. As a matter of fact, I need y'all to, you, you know, uh, uh, sh- oh, shout out to, what is it, Teresa? Man, shout out to Teresa. You right. She said, Ty ain't hype up that like button like he usually do. You right about that. Y'all better hit this like button. We deep up in this show. Go ahead and hit that great thumbs up, whether you watching a replay, you in the chat right now having a good time with us. Please go ahead and hit that thumbs up. And you got to know that you need to be up on here live watching this show every Monday and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Because this is where the family is at. But to I think I cut you off. What you was about to say, sweetheart? I was just going to say I, it was my pleasure. I'm really excited that you guys thought of me to bring me out. And yeah. I, I am feeling delighted that I'm here tonight for sure. Yeah. yeah, you got some love in the chat too. I mean, over 1,200 people on the live. I mean, it's love. The initiates is showing love. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was some good content. Some, it it some was. Good stuff today, yeah. It was. As a matter of fact, you know, I mean, Tori, do you got anything that you want, you know, that the people need to know about, you know, where they can find you yeah. and, you know, you got anything going on for the people right now? Yes. My favorite platform where you can find me and my authentic self and my adventures and my content and all of my advice when it comes to delicious dating for unchurched women of faith is going to be Instagram at Torsense, T-O-R-A-H-C-E-N-T-S. Um, I'm Torsense everywhere, but Instagram is my absolute favorite place to be. I also have a podcast called the Date With Sense Podcast. So if you want to learn how to date deliciously and build a healthy rotation of three to four high quality men, I definitely Men that you're excited about, of course. I definitely encourage you to check that out. Yeah, you know what? I thought about this. We didn't just because we. I know you're ready to go, but we didn't. And yes, y'all. She married. Yeah, y'all in chat. Right, 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 right. Trying to figure out She's what's going on. Yes, y'all. <laughs> we did not talk about some of the issues that come with the pray and wait strategy. Pray and wait. Yeah. You just wait forever mm. and just hope things happen. Sometimes they do happen, and then most times they don't. Because if you're create, if you're not, if you're waiting, you're not creating. Yeah. I got you. So you got to take some action. You have to create. Every moment is a, is a chance for you to create daily. We are looking to create and not just creating like a relationship, but we're creating connection. And where in your life are you intentional about creating connections? Every time you step out of the house, every time you go online, every time you are alive is an opportunity to make a connection that can turn into something else. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So instead of objectifying men and looking specifically focused on, is he going to be my husband? How many men can I just create a connection with, with no strings attached, with no agenda? Who can I learn from? Who can I um, find value in? Right. And where can I find systems of support amongst the men that I'm around, regardless of whether we're dating or not? I love it, man. I mean, that's that's straight. That's about as straightforward as it can be right there. And Tor, thank you so much for coming all the way up here. out here from Dallas. Yeah. From Shout out Dallas, to Dallas, baby. Texas. We got to go right? to Dallas, man, because we just get so much love out of Texas. Yo, it's, it's Texas is yo. We definitely got to go to Texas. Big shout out to all my initiates out there in Texas, Houston, and Dallas is some of where some of our uh, uh, some of our top cities right now, and where y'all yeah. located. Keep and pushing the platform too. That episode with Essence is is with Essence Atkins is still getting a thousand views an hour. It's actually the number one most watched video on yeah. our platform right now. It just cracked over seven hundred thousand views. Crazy in less than a month now. Then we had the debate 
uh, if you would call that with Princella and uh, Tim our, Ross. Our, boy, our boy Tim Pastor Tim Ross. That which is still is that jumping. That's breaking the internet right now. That's it literally is. breaking the internet. And then we did an awesome live uh, yesterday, our first Sunday live, which is also getting a tons of viewership. I mean, the platform is really setting it off. Like, it's nowhere we can go in Atlanta and not. I mean, not get called out. Like it's it's crazy. No, everywhere. Everywhere. And really, we don't even really go outside a lot. Like, you yeah. know, people see us here and they just assume we live in. Let me tell you something. Me and Ryan, we work hard. I'm <laughs> yeah, talking probably typically work too much, honestly. 12 hour days mm -hmm. on a on a consistent basis because we don't just want to be a podcast, y'all. We actually working on experiences for y'all. We're working on products for y'all. We're working on, you know, more that we can bring you guys. So all this stuff is going to be happening because it takes time. All you, we got to do, look, I tell myself the same yeah. thing I'm about to tell y'all. Just lay one brick a day, y'all. It's the long game. It's a marathon. But I'm happy that y'all here with us. Wait, want to give one more shout out. Shout out to Teresa. Teresa mentioned, she's speaking for the community. She is one of our lovely initiates. She mentioned about uh, starting a Discord, a Discord community. So me and Tyshawn have been invested in that. We're doing some research and we got some big plans to drop a community discord so just hold tight for that yeah but i just want you guys to know and shout out to Teresa, like i said that all of the feedback that you guys give us we take into serious consideration it does take us some time to put these things together but that's just one additional thing that we're going to be rolling out so just stay tuned for that yes 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 y'all stay tuned and listen y'all already know hardly initiated we are out